Yo, 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 it's the Mallory Bros Podcast, episode 174. Mm-hmm. We back. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. And uh, damn, I, you know, I almost forgot that this was 174. I was thinking last night that it was 174. I wrote when I did my documentary, you wouldn't have forgot if you actually, you know. Uh, He's writing like it's still 2011. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. And know what, and know what episode it is. And I'm not surprised. Fuck out of here, boy. Episode 174, we locked in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I hope y'all enjoyed your Halloween weekend. Hopefully, y'all got a little candy fix. I will say this. After everything past this weekend, I got, like, one pack of, like, some gummy bears. Like, a, a bite-sized pack of gummy bears. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the forest joints? Nah, yeah, I did pretty good. I didn't get no candy, no candy this year. Nope. I'm not happy about it. I am. I am. We was walking back to the crib the other, uh, last night. I was telling my girl, I was like, damn, we ain't getting no candy for real. Not even a little mini Reese's kit. I a been little getting, mini Skittles. I've been getting candy throughout the year, so it's like, I don't even know where I would get candy or be around candy. Nah, yeah. We had a Mallory Bros Halloween. Shout out to everybody who checked out both videos. We had the one drop on YouTube, which is better. Um, Ghana versus my turn. I'm sorry, Wanna versus my turn. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a video that people have been asking for for a minute. So definitely good to see. And then the discourse in that video is still going. It's, I feel like it's, it's still, still added going, to yeah. this day. People I, don't. They, I, I feel like there's not a distinguished winner in that video, low key. Sometimes I, I watch it and tell I'm niggas. like, this is what I'll say. This nigga Terrell is good at which is better. He's good at it. I think he put. He makes a good case. We got a video um, on Patreon that dropped on Halloween as well. The future I never liked you versus J Cole's off season. That to me, I don't know y'all. I just felt like that video is. I really can't pick a winner of that one. No, yeah, it was good to drop both those videos at the same time. It was very strategic. You know, we wanted to we wanted to do something special for the holiday. No, I thought it was dope. I, th- I, I, I and I, you know, we love doing them videos. The, the with the the countdown, the, yes, the premiere is always dope as fuck. If you didn't get the if you if you haven't seen the the second one, it's on the Patreon. Get the Patreon. Oh, we got a lot of plans for that this month. And it's another which is better coming as well. Yeah, if so. you look at the end of that one, that one will give you a hell yeah. But it was fun. Next giant. Did you do anything for the uh for Halloween or did you just keep it adult? Nah, on the actual Halloween day, I y'all I didn't do nothing. And low key, probably the first thing that we'll talk about is that. Like Halloween to me is, I ain't going to say it's dead right now, but it seemed like, damn, what's Halloween going to be in 10 years? I think Halloween for you was dead. Halloween for a lot of people this year was lit. I went to a Halloween party on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my aunt. Love you, aunt. Uh, she threw a uh, one for the kids. Yeah. You know, so I had my son and my girl. We dressed up. She was the hamburger. I was Ronald McDonald. And my son was a small fry. Yeah, I don't know if y'all seen the picture that I uploaded. Or if I did, I upload a picture. No, you did not. I was about to say I didn't. That. I got a clip for the vlog. Though. He actually had a dope costume on. He didn't. He just it didn't was post. dope. <clears throat> we riding down the street, motherfuckers looking in the car crazy. Cause I'm like, I look nuts driving to the fucking yeah. But it was dope. Um, and a lot, I seen a lot of adults dressed up doing shit this year. Halloween fell on a weird day though. It's not. It's kind of unfair. Mm-hmm. You either had to do it on Saturday or Friday. Because motherfuckers had to work on Tuesday or Monday or probably Wednesday, so they couldn't get as lit as they want. Me and my girl was talking about, though, like, when I was growing up, Halloween was less about dressing up and and wearing a costume. It's more about, like, trick-or-treating. And I'm like, 
trick or treating seemed like it's, it's dying. You know what I'm saying? It is. And people were talking about how like the the candy trucks or, or whatever. You know how you could just pull up and go and uh-huh. trunk or treat? Trunk or treat. Mm-hmm. That's kind of killing the neighborhood community. We need to get candy for the front of our doors thing. Like they were talking about, or at least my girl was telling me about how it was TikTok showing like the millennials our age or like us. We grew up trick or treat, and we fucked with it. That's what literally Halloween was trick or treating growing up. It really was less about your costume. It got to a point where it was like, oh shit, I need a costume. I'm gonna just say that I'm, you know. Because you just really just wanted to go door to door to get candy and be outside and go door to door, go to the different neighborhoods. Yeah. It's some neighbors' houses that I never, ever went to un- in- until it was Halloween, you know? All I'm going to say is, these days it seemed like we're excited to give out candy to kids who are not going to show up. Like, we millennials who spent our childhood getting candy. Mm-hmm. We all got candy for trick-or-treaters and got no knocks. And I feel like, damn, it makes me feel like the Halloween is dying. Okay, Halloween's just going to turn into posting what you wore online and that's it? Yeah. It definitely changed, I would say, for the kids. You also talking about, you an old nigga. So you talking about trick-or-treating... This is for the kids. How now, about Terrence, old think about it. Because when you was tri- the height of the, the height of the excitement for trick or treating for us was when you was like nine or ten, and you could kind of shake and move on your own a little bit as long as you're around the neighborhood. Keep your phone, whatever. I need to be able to see y'all. Need to be able to come if I call, you know. Mm-hmm. But like that was two thousand and three. That wasn't 2003. That's literally the history of Halloween. No, but Terrence, what I'm saying is... You're not about to try to t- put a timestamp on, on this trick I'm, or treat. This is what I'm saying. You was 6, 79 in 2003. Stop putting my, na- my age out there, nigga. You an old nigga. In 2003, you was 10 or 9. That's I crazy. can't do this. <laughs> I was looking at who was born in 2009. Mari. Nakia had posted, uh, you know, when your baby was born. When it was oh, she was born on 9? Mari Brilliant. is in high school now. He was born in 2009. So, it, my point is this. Back then, you could send your kids out and they could trick-or-treat, you know, go to people's houses. That was the thing back then. But it's a reason why we're the only generation that still wants that. Because we that was our shit. It was. That was our bag. Going from house to house. But now, you know, with social media and us being able to see news from everywhere, motherfuckers getting shot on people's porches, and there's creeps everywhere. People don't trust it. Maybe it's just me, but I just feel like the Halloween season is dying. We used to look at, like, oh, it's Halloween, so it's a bunch of Halloween movies that are being promoted and pushed and stuff like that. It happened this year. What, what, what? Terrence, that happened. They had a big ass event for Hocus Pocus. Yeah. It was a slow year. But Hocus Pocus? Terrence, are you kidding me? Go ahead. Go ahead and tell them. Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus, one of the biggest Halloween movies of all time. Literally, a lot of people's favorites. And they just did last year the Hocus Pocus back in theaters. And they, they did a remake of it, too, I think, or something like that. They did Hocus Pocus 3. They did a, they did the third one, I remember. All of the, all that was the, last the year. screams was on HBO Max. I watched Scream on, on uh, one of them. On they did it up. cable before the game came on at one point. Like, pumpkins. How about this? Hollow Scream. Fright Fest. That happened. It happened, but is it? And they had a dope situation at King's Dominion. Chris went, sent us the joint, said he was dead. You just literally missed the whole shit, and you See, try to act like 
what you're trying to act like is that I'm saying that none of it happened. I'm saying, and I, the, the initial thing that I said is, what is Halloween going to be in 10 years? Okay. Because, look, I thought Halloween was at least the kids going to get to dress up and do trick-or-treat. Now it seemed like, are we going to get to a certain thing where, like, it's less about just that and it's just going to be about extravagant costumes? Only really adults will really have the real fun with Halloween now. Nah, Halloween, yeah. we didn't grow up and our parents was getting dope-ass outfits and posting it on their social. Can y'all imagine if we grew up that way? Yeah. And I it's think, less about candy. It's just like, fuck it, I'll just buy you candy. It's like... I think it's up to the parents to kind of keep up the, the fun of it. Like on Saturday, Antisa had all of the adults, right? She yeah. had all the adults. She came around and gave all... First of all, she had all the adults bring a bag of candy. And I felt bad because I showed up without a bag of candy. But she wanted all the adults to bring a bag of candy. And at the end of the night, when like the sun went down for good, she made us all go to different parts of the yard with a chair, with a bag. And the kids got to trick or treat in the backyard, like go from per chair to chair. And we would like give them candy. But then I saw them same kids... Our cousins, they was out on Tuesday night again, trick-or-treating again. And I'm like, damn, we just gave them a fucking heaping pound of candy on Saturday. And they out again. But it was the parents that did it. I ain't seen a whole bunch of the Halloween decorations and shit. This nah, shit's yeah. dying. I wouldn't say it was dying. I was be... sick. I ain't get no knocks in my door. I ain't even got no candy. But I said I should get a knock. I should be here like this. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. And, this and lock... I was sick. I didn't get no knocks. This locked access. I should just go out and be like... Fuck are y'all kids at? <laughs> you see the dude I sent you the tweet? He was like, I just spent $60 for this candy just to get no knock. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? And then you be thinking, you be sitting in there like, you know what? They not going to fuck with the, with the Milky Way. I'm going to get the good ones. Man, me and crew definitely doing trick or treat. We definitely doing it. It's definitely up to the parents to, to keep the spirit alive. I get for the people that have religious beliefs that don't want to celebrate. I don't get it. Um, What's the... Uh, you know, a lot of people, especially Christians, they don't do that. They don't do Halloween. They don't do demons. my granny. My granny used to always say that she don't really bang with Halloween like that, but she never told me why. It was just like a they don't do the demon, the ghouls and ghost shit. They don't do that, bro. It's a spiritual mm -mm. thing. Y'all coming to the church? Y'all coming to the Halloween for praise? <laughs> Halloween scare for God? Yeah. <laughs> and we gonna take y'all money in that bucket tonight. We will get an extra collection on Tuesday. You think they's passing around candy and it's the collection? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you putting in. <laughs> Not taking out. Oh, shit. Christians, bro, you can't talk about it. They getting the comments to be pissed. You think we did send give it, out candy? Send it back around. <laughs> you hope you see him coming on. I ain't forget. They <laughs> <laughs> got that motherfucker at the end of a swiffer. But I feel uh, like, honestly, if you have those religious beliefs, you can still have the fun either. with the candy and stuff without, you know, all of the, the scary shit. Just let the kids have fun. Like, my boy uh, Sultan, I used to work with, he's Muslim. But he bought a Christmas tree every year, put up, let his kids get gifts. And he was like, they, un they don't understand the religious part of Christmas, but I let them partake because all their friends getting gifts and shit. I get it. Trust me. I just feel like candy... Is the, the the kid part that you talking about is dying now? Halloween's going to be deduced to our favorite celebrities dressing up and paying thousands of dollars to look exactly like who they dress up as, and that's dope. But like, I don't think so. Less man. about the kids, it seemed like. But you know what? I could be wrong. I don't have kids. I wasn't at all the kids' events. So you right? Uh -huh, yeah, we was outside this weekend. We was. We was. 
The first thing that I want to talk about is a tweet that I saw earlier in this week. Uh, it was a tweet about um, when you are the DD, the, the designated driver. And this is not to offend anybody that doesn't drive right now. If you don't drive, if you feel like this might be one of those that, damn, the shoe fit. You ever feel, figure out the shoe fit? Damn. Uh -huh. I'm not trying to like piss anybody off or anything like that. What was I about to say about the nigga? I was about to say something about... About me? Yeah. But I felt like it was something with the last Halloween thing, but fuck it. Uh, I forget. Moving right, yeah, on. Fuck now. it, yeah. But the tweet says, there's a tweet by this girl named T underscore Sadiddy. T Sadiddy. T Sadiddy. Fuck off my page, I'll do that. In her bio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says, people with no car slash don't drive don't realize how exhausting it is to link with them sometimes. Like, at this age, having to pick up, drop off, meet someone at their house, stop at the store real quick every time, and being the only driver is too much. First off, to me, that's a very risky tweet. Go to see when she made her uh, Twitter, because I want to know what this age is. How old do you think she is? When she made her Twitter? June 2019. 2019. So she, she out of Florida. She young. She young, though. How you know? Because old niggas, we made our Twitter 20, 2009, 10, 11, so you, 12. You're, you're assuming she's younger. I got I'm you. assuming, yeah, because if you made your Twitter in 2019. I know girls who didn't get on Twitter before, and then you remember Twitter kind of popped a little sure. bit. Yeah. yeah, so it could be some some spot things like that. But you made your Twitter 2019, you're probably on the younger side, oh, which means she's probably 20s. 2009. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. She, no, I don't know, Terrell. I, I don't know what you did. How long she been on there? It said 2019. Oh, no, I thought you were wrong. Oh, how long? A-Train ain't been on there since yeah. 2014, but this her new Twitter. Okay, she had to yeah. remake a Twitter or some shit. Okay, yeah. But to me, well, only reason why I say this is because it seems like she might be early 20s. And if she early 20s, then I do get that. Yeah. You know, in a certain, a certain sense. Let me ask you this question about it then. Because this is mm -hmm. what I wanted, was, was going to ask you. Uh, and it was a certain part of this tweet. I'm sorry that she said. Um, she says... At this age, having to drop off, pick up, meet someone at their house, stop at the store real quick every time, and being the only driver is too much. Like, only reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I grew up a life where I was definitely asking for a ride. Me and Terrell mm -hmm. have a whip until we graduated college, believe it or not. So when just driving school at 20. Yeah, so it was come get us. It was get the, the twins. Who going to drop the twins off? Mm -hmm. Who going to pick up the twins? And... You know when you're that burden, you know? Mm -hmm. You see something? Yeah, let's scoot this way forward just for a second. My bad. Uh, damn. You know when you're a burden. And you know, and you know what I'm saying? Can you imagine it if one of bad. our friends would have tweeted this? Not Motherfuckers yet. with no car don't realize. Remember high Jay school? could have definitely got that off. Remember high school, though? Yeah. Because they don't talk about how petty the drivers really be. Right. See, like, that's another side of it. They treat you like shit because they know you have no way to get there other than them or else you got to do something else. My boy Jason used to drive us to school when he, he, was, he got his license at 16. So for like senior year, the nigga would drive us. And he used to, Jason, I, I know you listening, probably listening. You were, he was such an asshole. Some days, yeah, just because, I mean, he was driving. I mean, hello, it was his car. What could we do? And he was definitely strong arming that shit. Mm -hmm. Like, pause. This is what I was going to tell you, though. Do you think that somebody that... Put it like... This is what we were talking about when we were talking about this. 
Do you think that somebody that if you offer to give me a ride, do I have to give you gas money? If I offer to give you a ride, do, do you, you have to give me gas money? Or do you expect gas money? No, I made I offered you the ride. You, did you offer to give me a ride or did you offer to be the one who drives? If I offer you a glass of water, you come in and I say, yeah, y'all want anything? Water, juice. Yeah. Am I expecting a tip? Am I going to turn the tablet to the nigga? 10%, 15%? No. I, I offered it because it's something I can do. I feel like I feel the same way about if I say if I if I say I could drop you off. Yeah. Me and my girl will be somewhere and it'll be like, you need you want to drop you off? Like, okay. I'm not gonna be like, and you can cash app it. You know, dollar yeah. sign. So no, I don't expect. I don't expect it either. However, that's another thing to talk about. Like, you don't expect that. You can't be a person that doesn't expect that, but then be tweeting like this. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. Cause like how you said, you could be mad courteous and do and be, you know what I'm saying, the the designated driver, the person that drives, but like you can't be on Twitter talking like, damn, this shit's so annoying because low key it's like, damn, you don't have to. It is a, it be is exhausting for some for everybody. Nah, yeah. What I will say though for her though. It is exhausting when you're the only one in the circle that drive because you got to go get all the lick. Everybody got to cash app. You want to, you see how she said, always got to stop at the store. Yeah, you're the only right one that got to do all the shit. That's why I said she probably young. And we all probably been, we all have been there where, damn, I got to pick this motherfucker up. But honestly, to me, it's easier now with like Uber and shit. I don't got to be a designated driver. If you too drunk and I want to go home, I'll just get you an Uber. Or help you get your phone. I feel like she wouldn't feel... The reason why I asked you about the gas money, because I feel like she wouldn't have tweeted that if her friends was throwing that money every time. Mm -hmm. You know? Because you know how your friends... When you got good friends, and let's say you say you're going to pay for the bill. I'll give them... I'll, I'll use my car and pay, right? How much was the bill? A hundred. You ever did that? Mm -hmm. Bill was a hundred? Bet. You pay, and then you say, hey, y'all, the bill was a hundred. You have your friends say, hey, I'm going to just give you 20. That's for me. Hey, this for me. Hey, this for us. You fuck around, walk around that joint with a hundred thirty. Yeah, that no just came, that up. came up. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I said if her friends was giving her the gas money, like, oh yo, yo, just take me there. And then look, if she drive, we gonna throw her gas money. You go anywhere with my sister and her friends, they're gonna give you money. Candace nah, and Victoria yeah, and them, mm. they always be like, "How much was it?" And I'm like, "Yo, don't worry about it. It's just you know, what I'm saying McDonald's." Yeah, but like, <laughs> that's the only reason why I said that. You know what? Just to make a, a quick pivot. I know y'all have seen the, the DoorDash stories where people are showing up and they're like, are you fucking kidding me? I drove all the way out here and you didn't leave no tip. First off, I didn't know you couldn't leave a tip. I thought you had to leave a tip. No, but you I'm don't guessing have you can hit other and then put zero. Yeah, which is to me is petty as fuck. Which is definitely petty. Okay, so your comments on that. Now, do you talking about the girl, just for context, there was a girl that packed all that shit in her trunk, brought it to them people, they didn't leave a tip, and she started packing this shit back and she up. started packing it back. She said, damn, I should have left a tip, man. It's like, yo. This is my thing with that situation. We paid for the service. She, that's what they were saying. Y'all yeah. ordered fat ass three liter fucking, they ordered big shit. Shit that she had to strategically get in her car. I mean, they got packs of water, packs of tea, big ass boxes. You shouldn't be a fucking door dasher if you're going to complain. I get that too. I get that and that is, there's some truth to it. 
But I mean, she probably just that was her that was her breaking point. That was her breaking point. So you think that when you think that people should uh you think that a tip is mandatory in that situation. You think that somebody and it ain't and let me put it like this. I think a uh, tip is respected. I don't think it's it's mandatory. I do think that the tip is respected. I think it's something that you should do, but it is not mandatory. So Mm-mm. you can't really get mad, but it's like it says more about the person that doesn't tip than the person that doesn't get the tip to me. Because I serve. I, I, and I feel like everybody growing up should serve at some point in their life because it teaches you to be a little bit more empathetic about people that work service. I just feel like you can't be the person that's like, oh, this is bullshit that you didn't leave a tip. It's like, yo, this is the job that you low-key signed up for. I hate to be that guy, you know? Yeah, but that's but the some, shit that comes with it. You it know? is. That does come you, to... You could be upset about not getting tipped. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying... You can't be the person that's like, wow, I'm about to take your shit back to the store because you didn't tip me, you can reorder it. I right, see now for real, for real, you you just you, you're hurting yourself more, right? Like, yeah, on, once you that person, like that seen the dude that delivered the pizza and was like, fucking house like this, you should be leaving a tip or some shit. Come on, bro, you can't do that. You could be mad about it, but it's just kind of a conversation it's like that, they'll that say, you don't have with them. We get paid off tips. Yeah, so the only way that we feed our family is by tips. This is your choice. You filled out the app to work here for this. You could easily go and work somewhere else. And I'm sure you can get the same easily? money you're getting from this. Easily? It's not fair to say. A lot of people do DoorDash because they really can't get nowhere else. And that's a lack of empathy from motherfuckers who did not serve. Trey, I don't think that's a lack of empathy, dog. I'm like, I just keep it real. I I never been that nigga that was at the job complaining. Trey, you know that I chose to work here. You're I ain't right. gonna sit here when we start doing curbside pickup and they said we could take tips. I'm not gonna be like, wow, I came all the way y'all. I used to. I came all the way y'all in the snow and didn't get a tip. I'm not gonna sit there and really say to them that I'm taking the L. It's all. It's just all I'm saying. You could be upset about not wanting a tip, and I think you should tip. Tip culture to me is says more about. The respect you have for the person doing the job more than the job that got done. Like, do you leave tips for to-go orders? No. Absolutely not. I do because I know there's What you do besides this? See, that is the that is the misconception. I'm watching you. What you talking about? I know what you gonna make. I know, oh, you working to-goes as a server or you know, whatever. If it's a server that, that's doing to-goes or the nigga at the bar that's doing to-go orders, I know he just had to put it in, but it's out of respect for the... I don't know. I guess it's just, I just just have empathy because I used to serve. and I, It's like, if anybody that used to serve knows... He's like, a red robin-ass nigga. I'll say this. If all you did was grab my bag and he put it right put here... It, he had to put the order in for you, though, right? He had to you take your order. Buttons. He had to take your order. Put your order in. You're getting paid for all of that. Get all of your food. He's getting paid two dollars an hour. To click two thirty eight an hour, three sixty seven an hour. I think it is now average for server. But what about the host? Because I did to go. Server different. A host make more money. A lot of people get to goes from the bar, and the bartender ain't is still making. He gonna make more than regular service because he had the bar. Now you know what? But, if I order to go from a bar, then yeah, I'll leave a tip. Like bro, what's the difference? Bruh over here that's a bartender who's taking my order in a mix of fixing drinks, I'll tip him. What, about the, order to go, to what go? about the to-go person that's doing your order while also taking other orders? And having to manage all of the other orders. Like when I go to the Chicken Rico, right? Uh-huh. 
They got a little joint. They turn the screen. Oh, it's going to act like I said first. I'm going to hit the... Uh, you can hit the note thing. I don't tip them motherfuckers. I don't tip them, though. Y'all not service. Y'all getting Question. hourly wage. No. no. Panera. Not Panera. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is it asking me? Oh, tip. No. No. Sorry. <laughs> it's so fucked Bro, up. Panera Bread, Noodles and Company, all these places now that's trying to get you the tip. You see what DoorDash did, though, right? They make it so you have to, right? They put out the memo that they, they have this thing that pop up, and I only know this because it legit, I'm a DoorDashian. Damn, I'm hot as fuck. Go ahead. I'm hot, too. I'm not trying to hear it. Go ahead. I'm a DoorDashian. This is what uh, DoorDash do now. They got this little prompt that will pop up on your phone before you check out that says, if you change your tip to zero, it's a prompt that pop up that say, are you sure you don't want to leave a tip? Orders without tips can tend to take longer to deliver. Hmm, why? They got to pout and all of that why shit Why the fuck? Now, I don't agree with that. I'm big on tip culture, but I don't agree with that because I feel like now you're trying to guilt people into leaving the tip when it's not mandatory. Y'all done already, I don't know if people know this, the prices on DoorDash are already hiked way more than what they are in the store already. That's a fact. And you got to pay a service fee and you got to pay a fucking taxes. Yeah. A damn app fee or whatever. It costs $40 for one person to eat. So to me, that shit is just unfair. But I do believe in tipping your service. I also feel like if you're going to DoorDash groceries and you don't tip, then you're a like bottom level human being. Because you could just go to the store yourself. And for the people who say, well, what the fuck's the service for? The service is there so that who brings you the shit, you can low-key, you could tip them. It's just an asshole it's thing like not asshole to do. There's thing. no, I can't prove you wrong, but you're just an asshole if you don't. I just would feel bad. Like, even when we did, uh, even when we moved out of this last place, the dude's looking out for me the whole time. He's like, yo, if we do a full truck, I have to charge you the full price, but I'm going to do what I can to see if I can get you to go down to see what we can keep. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He, he got me at almost like half a truck. Bro, save me a good grip. Like, not a grip, but like, you'd rather pay a lower amount. Mm-hmm. And since he looked out for me, he, he was like, yeah, we, we take tips, but... He said, we take tips, but we don't do it. He said, I wouldn't recommend doing it through what you pay. He said, I got a cash app that we both share if you want to throw something on that. I was like, bro, 100%. Because mm-hmm. mainly, you just saved me money that I was going to put here anyway. If I'm doing girl math, I ain't me tipping you. I'm, I'm, I'm making money. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so whatever, how they look at uh-huh. it. But like, I expect like you, you to say, pay it. You do pay for a specific service. My tip gives back to the service. That's why mm-hmm. I said, like, the girl that's standing up there, oh, Oh, what did you have? Oh, and it's going to ask you a question. Dog, niggas no. tip their barbers. You know they can, are the niggas still tipping barbers? They're just doing their job. They're getting paid. You paying for the haircut. Why y'all tip y'all barbers? Because you respect the nigga. You have a relationship. So it's like, yo, this is my man. He always take care of me. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I get you don't have a relationship. Till he start charging you 40 for the bid, bro. Child, if price is going up, check the app. They don't even tell you the prices. I sent a couple of notifications through the app, bruh. <laughs> you still want to cut? And don't be late. The nigga pumping you up and you like, <laughs> new price? Hold up, bruh. How much? <laughs> it's going to cost you 90, bruh, because I'm doing a YouTube with it. Uh, 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 just take yeah. me off. I'm trying to take the, take the drain off. Yeah. <laughs> come and get me. Because I'm on this fucking, I got the cape on, I'm trying to come out the cape, you know how you try Hey, y'all remember how it felt, y'all remember how it felt when you first, when you ain't had to use that booster seat no more, the cushion? No bullshit. 
My Bible used to sit in the chair. He used to like, hold up. I'm like, nah, nah, we good, we good. <laughs> and then you got to reach in the chair to cut your shit. Remember when you was real little, they put that bar up there? Yeah. Sit on that That's bar? That's crazy, Terrell. We've been going to the barbershop uh-huh. for a minute. A long time. We went for a long time before we started cutting our own hair. So I can't wait for crew to go. But you know what? I know I'm going to cut his hair. He probably will never go to a barbershop. I'm about to say, if I have a son, I'm not dealing with you niggas' prices and all of that. I will not. And I don't need no nigga on my son's head like that. Only, only his pops need to be on his head like that. <laughs> Why? That's, That's what Bobbins do. <laughs> yeah, bro. So you say, this is a, this a problem. Christian Wood, he good for the Lakers. <laughs> I have to hit that back. Uh, Christian Wood don't play for the Lakers now, do we? Do we? Your Bob will be at the front door. You on the way out getting you. <laughs> <laughs> Does Christian Wood really play in LA now? Christian Wood play for the LA. I seen Cam Reddish out there. Man, they look good. They look good. They look good. They look good. Going into some of the biggest news of the week. Um, Keith Lee versus Atlanta. I know a lot of people you, who listen to this podcast probably know who Keith Lee is. Big TikTok food reviewer. Terrell mm-hmm. loves the guy. Terrell's I do not love fan. Keith Lee. I actually don't. I'm not the biggest fan of Keith Lee's content. Uh, I like. Yeah. I love the guy as a person, though. Oh, I wow. love who he is and what he stands for. Yeah. I'm a, y'all going to say I'm a hater, but I'm not a big Keith Lee fan. And if I was a nigga with a restaurant, I'd be apprehensive. I'd be like, fuck the nigga. Come to my of restaurant. Course. How did y'all not know that Terrence was not going to think like that? Anybody? Keep me, and I'm going to the restaurant. And this the motherfucker that said he ain't like out. Shrimp fried crab ragoon? He got an army behind him that will ail your whole business. He ain't like the shrimp fried crab ragoon. Did you see? Uh, Candy came out. <laughs> we want to thank Keith for coming. I can explain why we don't have. <laughs> <laughs> I can explain why the napkin tray was empty. <laughs> Let me tell you the, the, the power behind Keith Lee. And big shout out to Kev on stage because Kev on stage did a video and said this. You can't do to Keith Lee if you a business, if you a restaurant, what Keith Lee, what you could do to other celebrities. This nigga does not come into the restaurant. He sends his family in the restaurant first. And guess what? He never puts his family on camera. So you have no idea who's coming in. You're just gonna treat them like a regular customer. So when they come in and you say, oh, two hour wait, oh, sorry, oh, do we don't fuck, fuck you. And then that nigga comes in and you want to say, Keep table ready in five minutes. He's going to be like, hold Terrell. on. This is what, and this is what I'm going to probably get in hot water with all of y'all because I don't see what was wrong with that. That's you fucked got up. The, you got to put it like this. Every single person that comes up to this door, like you just saw, your family, who they didn't know was your family. Everybody who comes to the door is going to get told that they got to wait an hour because that, unfortunately, is our wait time. Terrell, we used to go to Marie's Diner Waldorf, right? Uh-huh. Like, that's just like a little small part. Them white people out, out the plate of love that little They spot, sure do. Right? You go there, they going to say it's about an hour wait. That's everybody, right? I'm sorry, y'all. Maybe it's just me. So Keith Lee, the biggest food reviewer, they know is in the A. They know this nigga's going on my next tour. I'm coming to Atlanta. Y'all better have y'all shit ready. If I'm an Atlanta restaurant, low key, I'm a little nervous. Like, oh shit, we got a, we got a booming business that does great. That could attract Keith Lee, because what they're not talking about is the places he's going to are places that people, are places that yeah. people, you know, like I don't know if you've seen a dude that went to Ben Chili Bowl, he didn't fuck with it. Yeah. Hey, if you say what's some whatever spots in DC, people gonna go. So my thing is they popping enough to have a one hour wait, you know. 
If you go up in a fucking uh, hip hop fish and chicken out here, you'll get your meal quick. Cause bro gonna go back there with the ice cream scooper and scoop your mash, <laughs> scoop your whatever. He gonna get your two chicken wings and you're good. It's nobody behind you. So, but hold on, wait though. I'm only saying all of this to say I know I'm long winded. This man Keith Lee coming in. He's the biggest food review reviewer. You're gonna make him wait an hour. This is why I said that the nigga is like you wouldn't do that. You can't do it. If if Mario, fresh off the stage from Omarion, comes to your place in Atlanta and you skip the line, he's gonna go sit down because he's used to celebrity treatment. These celebrities are used to celebrity treatment. And guess what? Just like when Drizzy went to the spot in uh, Houston, yo, Delilahs, they got the best such and such. Follow him on a TikTok, bro. That's going to do so much for your business. But guess what? Keith Lee does not want to be treated like a celebrity. He want to be treated. Hold on, let me finish. The nigga wants to be treated like a regular human. So it is. it works out bad for you when you try to do the celebrity thing. Nah. Because he think it's fucked up. In my opinion. He think it's fucked up that you just want to sit me before all of these people. But you have influence. You legit are a celebrity, Keith Lee. And that's what, that's what people don't get. But Keith Lee is a celebrity. You can't play the, oh, why am I getting special treat, treatment? Nigga, because if you say our restaurant not good, nigga's not going to come. If yeah. you say our restaurant is good... Niggas will come. And look how that worked out for Atlanta. You thinking just like all these black ass folks in Atlanta that getting their businesses tore up left and right because guess what? You treat all the other black folks like shit. But when a nigga that got some influence come, now you want to put on your best. You You just said you understood Mario getting seated earlier. No, I'm saying Mario wouldn't care about that. Keith Lee's review, you sitting him early, that's going to be bad for you. This is my thing. Th- okay, go ahead. I just feel like you're a celebrity, Keith Lee. You're not somebody small. So my thing is this. Mario comes to your your whatever, right? I, w- I-, I feel like, do you remember when Beyonce was doing a... I don't know the words. Look around, everybody on mute. Them first couple shows, people was like just screaming. Uh-huh. They had to get used to... After a while, people got used to what was coming. And my thing with Keith Lee is like... Okay, now that you have such an influence, motherfuckers will move shit out the way for you. Because for real, for real, I don't think people was watching Keith Lee videos in the beginning for how well the customer service at a place was. You know, he was giving you a food review. You know, we just need the nigga to like our cheesecake sampler. This nigga comes in and he's like, there's a one hour wait. And they had my family wait one hour. But when I walked in, they tried to sit me right away. So fuck this place. That's fucked up. Yeah. And we leaving now. Now you get to pay. Terrence, you can't act like you don't understand. My thing is like, I I understand that. But I also understand the company is looking at the opportunity is higher than, bruh. Can you imagine? Okay, bet. Let's say you have Steve Harvey come to your restaurant. Bun B comes to your burger spot. You know he got trail burgers. Y'all got a one hour wait. Is integrity so important that you're going to make Bun B the only reputable person? You got the biggest food reviewer come. Do we really want to have him wait an hour and then he say, oh, the food was good, but I had to wait an hour? Like, I get both sides. That's all I'm going to say. I get I get what you're saying. I don't see so much sloppiness in, in that. I get what you're saying. You know, because as a business person, to the normal celebrity, 
They don't want to go nowhere and have to wait an hour or wait with the regular folks because they want that celebrity treatment. And I think that's what people had Keith Lee messed up. You are right that the nigga's a celebrity. He's a celebrity. People love the nigga. People, businesses you, will go to the next level or crumble behind the nigga's opinion. But what I, what wait. you got to remember about Keith reviews is from the beginning, he's always been about service, believe it or not. This dude owns this shop, told me to come down here. And then look, I called, I spoke to him. He made my order personally himself type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Keep used to that. So you come to Atlanta and you starting to see how people, and you know what? I hate to put it on us, but it's, most of our, it's mostly us down there in Atlanta with our businesses that are popping. Yeah. But even up here in D.C., people talk about the same type situation where the prices is ridiculous. They charge you for this. They treat you like shit up front. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I kind of, I just like do understand that. And I'm actually glad that happened because a big problem to me with black folks in food, we want to start a, oh, come to our lounge where we got the greatest catfish nuggets. But we, we go deep on the recipe shit and on the food and, and the shit. But we be slacking on the service, the, 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 hospita the hospitality service side. Nah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. and people underestimate how important that is. I also feel like, you know, you go to a restaurant that doesn't get that much acclaim or whatever. You a small time TikToker that's taking a small business to the next level. Some sloppiness with service. That's going to come with it. You would never go. I was telling my girl, we go to this wing spot called Burnett's in Seattle. If you live in Seattle, then you probably know about Burnett, Burnett's wings. I only been one time. We went. They got this mean ass Asian lady in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, mean-ass Asian lady. How, what, what do you want? Is what she going to say. What you want? Wings? Bet. What side? Like, she not going to be a She's not a hospitable person at all. I remember telling my girl, active, I was like, yo, this lady not fucking with us at all. She said, it ain't about that. And look, it wasn't about that. Because them wings were slamming. And that's what I came for. My thing is, if Keith Lee went to Seattle and went to Burnett's, he, not, he might not like the outside door. You might not like the service that you get. And, and that's if service place. stops you from trying the food, that's just my thing. You go to Atlanta, you're expecting this great-ass service. and it's, You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of like, I, hey, look, y'all, I'm not making an excuse and saying we don't need to have service. I'm just saying, when you're coming from the bottom up, you got to have a little bit of wiggle room. And See, you're a celebrity. And I think uh -huh. that takes some understanding, too. I don't think it was such a terrible thing that they put you up in the front and told, every, told your family it was a one-hour wait, not knowing that it was your fam. But, see, that's, 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 again, that's them misunderstanding what they think would be a good thing because they lumping him in, like you said, with all of the celebrities. Terrell, you cannot... Y'all have to stop saying... You, you can't choose to be a celebrity or not. You yeah. are a celebrity whether you like it or not, Keith Lee. You can't just I say, agree. oh, I'm a regular person. No, you ain't. I agree. The nigga is a celebrity. He don't want to be treated like that in the restaurant, though. You, oh my God, what are you talking about? So, so, my so, Terrence, so now would, people okay. know. Now people know that. The next restaurant knows, but how were they supposed to know that? Because. You telling ATL, I'm on the way. Terrence, this is just a classic case. I used to work at Best Buy, y'all. Let me tell y'all something. Not getting in my old retail bag, but. We used to have those walks. Where important motherfuckers and anybody that work retail or work anywhere for any company knows. When, I work retail, nigga. When an important motherfucker comes, guess what? 
Y'all clean the fucking store up the night before. Hey, Cheryl coming tomorrow. Make sure you wear your fucking name tag. You know what I'm saying? Everybody on their P's and Q's because they know this motherfucker coming. But on a regular day, the regular customers, they may not get that superstar treatment. They got to walk around a dusty-ass store. You don't got your right shirt on. You saying, hold on. I told you to wait in five minutes. You being a ad, your normal <laughs> asshole self, but when influential motherfuckers come around, motherfuckers change up. When you get called out by them for that, when you get called out, when people say, oh, you thought we was coming tomorrow, but we coming today. So you was probably going to try to clean shit up. But guess what? Caught your ass slipping and look at this dirty ass. You really can't say shit because even though they're right. Like, there's nothing you can say. They're right. Like, Keith Lee, family going in there. And y'all making them wait an hour. And then him coming in and not wanting to eat there because y'all about to sit me and you didn't sit my family. That's just an L you take. It's an L you take. But to me, it's not... To, it, to me, it don't speak. And T, this is the thing, too. They're not yeah. saying, hey, we're with Keith Lee. We want to try the food. His family going in there off some, some regular shit. And that's my thing. They think, my thing is this. If y'all had a, oh, you letting this person eat because you know him, not, this person not eat, this person got to wait, this person don't. Keith Lee, oh, yeah, he good. Oh, him, nah, he not. But him, he good. It's like, I understand them saying, you know what, we got a one-hour wait for everybody else. But since Keith Lee is the biggest fucking food reviewer right now on the planet. So would it be fair? We gonna sit him down because I'd be scared to make the nigga wait. So it'd be fair. I had to wait an hour to get my food. So I left. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> if you make, so you think it would, be, it would be fair to, you got all these motherfuckers waiting an hour. This nigga walking just because of who he is, you think it would be he would be cool with you, him jumping everybody else. If you got a nigga like Drake or some of these celebrities that's on their celebrity shit, yeah. But so, guess what? Y'all confuse Keith Lee TikTok fame with him being like these celebrity niggas y'all normally get in Atlanta. Uppity, don't give a fuck about nobody else, other celebrities. But if you just got a humanitarian came through. He is, gives a fuck about everybody waiting. All I'll say is this. How about this other side of it? Because maybe Terrell's right. Maybe, maybe, this is, maybe you're right. Let's just pause here. And you know what, everybody, cause people who are listening to this, since y'all take sides, you know what I'm saying? Terrell, you were fucking wrong. Terrence, you were wrong. <laughs> Let's just say what Terrell is saying. You're right. You know? Uh-huh. That's definitely the perspective that I think most people are going to have with this situation. From my perspective and from other people's perspective, what about the perspective... That too many times do regular motherfuckers want to be lumped in with a celebrity. Like Keith Lee walks in and it's an hour wait. You've been sitting there 30 minutes and they tell him he can sit down. Right? Mm-hmm. And then you say, I've been waiting 30 minutes and we were told an hour. Why does he get to sit down? He's the biggest food reviewer on TikTok. Has over so and so many millions of followers. This is something he does with his career. He literally goes state to state trying food. You know what I'm saying? My and what fit, if the customer says, I don't give a fuck. We was here first. But you see, I'm going to have a very shallow and very not agreed with perspective on this. But my idea of it is, yo, low key, I don't give a fuck. You are going to pay $10.99 and then be bitching about deals and coupons and shit. Are you a loyal customer? Am I really going to risk making a celebrity, somebody that can take my business from zero to 100? I really going to risk losing and fucking up that opportunity because you've been sitting here and you're going to get your regular degular? 
This and is- not share the business. You're not even leaving a tip. You like me, you turn in the joint, no tip. You just here to eat. Keith is here to work. Keith is going to say something about our business. And he doesn't deserve priority. If Drake came in behind you and Red Lobster, right? Drake. Mm-hmm. And it's just Red Lobster. And they say, yo, you won't believe who just pulled up with all these uh, Bentleys or whatever. It's Drake. You see Drake say, yo, what up? For all the dogs, yo. Goes in. Do you think you sitting there with your buzzer, Drake going to come out with a buzzer? <laughs> a buzzer? <laughs> Why you saying like that? I can't even say this shit. Buzzer. Do you think they going to tell Drake, okay, so, oh, uh, who, who wants to take this? <laughs> 25 minute wait. He going to say, y'all can't see this right now? To me, that's unfair for a celebrity to do. And what you're saying is exactly why these Atlanta restaurants have been getting their ass tore up. And to me, it's people that's going to say, Terrence, no, these people, they don't deserve this privilege over us. But to me, y'all, I'm sorry. If you're just going in there to get your fix, I don't think you deserve to eat before the food reviewer. I do want to say this about you, though. You're not wrong. It would normally, like, you are right. Normally, if you get somebody that has that much influence... You definitely make them a priority because their opinion can hurt you more than the regular motherfucker that live up the street. You're right about that. But where that worked against people is the principle. It's with this motherfucker, Atlanta Thanos, Keith Lee. Because guess what? What you fucking them people over, fuck yourself. And to me, Terrence, I'm sorry, but when it comes to like black-owned businesses... Sometimes it do seem like we just, we be big on wanting people to support our product and big on wanting people to buy our this, come to our this. But the service part don't really, you know, I forget where we went, where it was these ghetto ass young motherfuckers at the front. And I said, if I own this, first of all, I look at that. I look at, I'm always looking at leadership. You know, I always told you that. Always th- mm-hmm. see a situation and be like, whoever's in charge up here, not doing their job. But it was ghetto as shit. They on that joint on TikTok, on their phones. I'm like, this is not a good visual for this company. And I know it's black owned. They got a big ass sign. Oh, we black owned. But that ain't, that, that, that's not something that and to me is all black. You are, you right. But in a lot of experiences that we have. We care more about, even look at how they, they be doing the ladies with the hair and shit. Charging them crazy. But you're talking about but a small piece. A, boom, you want to put, oh, but that bet, don't we black oh. on cool. But I do think sometimes, I'm not, and I get it, you're right. It's not everybody. But sometimes we do just like skip out on the, on the service part of a black owned business. You see what he said with that? You see how he just said it's not everybody? Because you're right. It ain't everybody. But what's the narrative right now about Atlanta restaurants in Keevely? Terrence, this nigga has gotten this, that, this, that, and this and that restaurant. It's not, he didn't go to just Ooze and Oz, which that's up here. He didn't just go to the, the real milk and honey, and that was the only bad joint. The nigga went down there and is on a killing spree, and guess what? You know what makes it worse, Terrence? It's not like, damn, Keith said that? All right, bet. Everybody that live in Atlanta... It's like, thank God this nigga just did this because we've been experiencing this for years. And nobody gives a fuck because guess what? We don't have the opinion of this nigga. How's that for your Sherpa? My thing is, look, I get it. I get it. I, I totally understand 
not liking the fact that a celebrity can walk in and get a special service. There's people out there that definitely totally disagree with. I don't give a fuck if he's a celebrity. If I've been waiting, I shouldn't have to. I just kind of understand. <laughs> I just kind of understand. You're right, because you're right about the, the, the nigga it's that would like, be mad at Drake. You're right. You're going to be so mad. Oh, my God, I got to wait behind this fucking guy. It's like, yo, this dude could buy this whole establishment low-key. I don't really give a fuck about my meal that much. Like, I totally understand. Damn, I fucked around and came up here the night that fucking Rihanna uh, came mm. up here and they had to bring Rihanna her. Yo, like, my understanding of, of the Keith Lee situation, though, is that it seemed like, man, maybe maybe it's just me. I, I, I'm always a fan of, like, underdog shit. So I be seeing shit from afar. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Atlanta hate for what, what was going on with the Atlanta restaurants, it was, like, manifested. Soon as niggas found out that Keith Lee was going to Atlanta, we've been hearing what? Oh, Atlanta is getting ready to. So it's almost like, do you remember when Cardi B first came out and everybody's like, oh, Nikki not about to like. Think about it. Nikki ain't have no problem. This is people saying this. And it gets to a point where I think the general public and I think people can 100% manifest. Now you're Some right. shit going wrong. Because people it. were 100% calling this Keith Lee thing in Atlanta before he even got in Atlanta. But doesn't that say more about the restaurants? You know who Keith Lee is and what he do. This nigga's coming. Think about it, T. Think about how we feel up here. You seen the D.C. tweets? Keith, he need to come to D.C. and he need to go here, 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 here. Because they on some bullshit. But I've seen people prideful in D.C. saying, yo, if he come to D.C., it ain't going to be like that, I felt like. It is some people that say that, and I don't think it would be that bad. I don't think it would be as bad as Atlanta if he came up here. Do you, but, th- do you think that Atlanta is a city that's picked on? I think Atlanta is a city that's picked on. Atlanta is the most successful black state in the uh, United States. So I do think they benefit more than they are picked on. They're like Drake. You know what I'm saying? Like People talk shit about Drake all the time, but he guess what? He's still like the biggest, quote unquote. But Atlanta is just the fucking melting pot of black success. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, it is, even though PG County is the richest black county. <laughs> you know what but, happens whenever black people judge of a black shit? You run a very risky, that's what I was telling my girl. I said, damn, when you start coming out and think about it, Keith Lee didn't have to even put any type of content out. And that's my thing as an influencer. If I go to your restaurant, and let's say we have a bad experience there, mm-hmm. I don't got to put shit out. And that's, that's your L, low key. Mm-hmm. But when I come out and say I got bad service as an influencer, it could low key be more of a blow. It could be more of a, hey, yo, Terrell's wings, them motherfuckers made me wait. They had this, they whack. I'm an influencer. Mm-hmm. I can influence people to not go to your place the same way I can influence people to go. So my thing is, like, it's a scary thing when you now keep Lee. Your com- your content goes from I'm just here to try stuff out to I'm here and I'm expecting top notch service and top notch food. If not, I'm gonna put a post up and y'all gonna. Be- now, Terrence. go ahead. I feel like you just gotta be careful because people are gonna expect that level of expectation when you go to every city. Not Keith Lee. We get Atlanta is Atlanta. Don't go to another city and now you missed the lenient, Mr. It's okay. Because we seen, oh, okay, you want to yeah. bring us up. We seen what happened when we go to our city, we real, oh, look at this. This is some bullshit. This is bullshit. But when okay. y'all go out Gucci, 
You fucking Jim Jones talking about who else you know in here spending forty thousand dollars, forty racks. What did Jim Jones say? Spending forty racks? Nah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you, you on that. You know what I'm saying? I'm with you on that. Just keep the same energy. All I'm saying, if you're gonna turn it into this, you don't want us having to say okay. But when you went to Atlanta, but I will say this was... about Keith. Keith doesn't get on there and shit on them businesses. He even came out and told people like, I'm not trying to do that. He just, as he always does, bro. This is the thing about Keith Lee, like, cause you're not really a Keith Lee fan, and I'm not even really a fan of the nigga. But one thing I do know about his reviews is he will not just say, oh, bet you wanted me to review your food? Bet I'm going to give you a 10 out of 10. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like, he tells people up front, I'm going to keep it 100 if I fuck with it. If I don't, I'm going to have to be honest. And it's just my opinion. You can't get really, really. And they always say cool. So he might try some shit and say, this is a, these, are, these are three out of 10. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just him keeping it 100. So hopefully he will keep it 100. And, but what you're saying is true. We do be tougher on our own. And then we'll go to fucking Wichita County or whatever, Maine, and be nice as fuck to the motherfucking Billy and Joe Bob that run the fucking, you know what I'm saying, the small mm-hmm. eat. Well, once you up there say, oh, I had to wait, but it's fine. Or they didn't really take us. They didn't really get to see my family, but it's fine. We won't want to see that. But I don't think that's going to happen. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very true with even this. I feel like y'all love Keith Lee now, right? But I watch the internet love people, and then you watch the internet hate people. And I think what scares me, I was trying to tell my girl this, and I feel like she uh, fuck with Keith Lee. What scares me is I just feel like, damn, now I feel like you inviting another level to your content. You know, you're not an innocent dude anymore. You're not an innocent, humble, we just here to eat dude anymore. Now, after mm-hmm. this Atlanta trip... I think you coming is a little bit more serious now. Now it's a little bit more. This could, yeah. You this know? could either work for him or against him. We just got to wait it out and see. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's the best thing about this podcast is Terrence will always have a perspective that will make you sit in your car and go, Terrence, what the fuck? I don't think nobody's saying that. How but, they not saying that about your mulch dressed ass? Your fucking deer green fucking, this nigga's got Terrence, on I'm a not even trying to come green, for you. Green, green. I'm not even trying to come for you. I'm saying like. On surface, he didn't say Sherpa. Fuck out of here, boy! You, you do thought that I didn't hear that? I, yeah, I did. You, I did see that, boy. You dressed like the inside of a drywall. And what are you dressed like? <laughs> this weird ass niggas wearing a green. You dressed like in uh insulated. Fuck out of here, boy! This nigga dressed like a puppy bed. Remember you said I said it from you. But what I was bed, trying, nigga dressed like a puppy bed. What I was trying to say is, you'll give a perspective. That creates the conversation because you always want to be the motherfucker that say, See, I, don't I don't think like John Moran is a thug at all, even though they said, I don't like that. This is the part of the thug skip. And the nigga hit Paul. Because he's saying, you try to be, I'm not trying to be anything. I'm not trying to have a different opinion. This is just my opinion. When I, the John Morant shit different because you would say, he's not a thug. He's not a thug. I said, he never really said he was a thug. He this never the said, thug I am a thug. Skip. Oh, no, you're, you were trying to say that we don't know if he is a thug or not. Right. He's not saying I'm a thug. We don't know shit. You're just saying because you see him with a gun, oh, thug. <laughs> this nigga is one of the best basketball players. Ja, listen up, Ja. You're not hard. Funny <laughs> <laughs> shit. Okay, look, moving on. Let me ask you this question that somebody literally just asked me uh, a couple minutes ago. It says, I wanted to ask you if you had any advice on how to motivate your friends to want or do more for themselves. For context, uh, I have a channel with three of my friends, but it really feels like it's just myself 
And I'm the only one that really wants to grind it out and try to be successful. And the other two aren't really on board as much as me. Mm-hmm. 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 What would you say about that? I say show them. If we can't show us the way, excuse us for being lost. Forgive us for being lost. Forgive us Come for on. being lost. But that's it, though, right? Yes, but that's it. <laughs> like, my thing is this, Terrell, at one point, we didn't see eye to eye on what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point where trying to tell the nigga, that, that ain't working. Trying to show them what we could be ain't working. And sometimes you are that friend in your friend group that can see the light while everybody else is facing that way. And you forget that you, I can tell you about the light all I want, but you still facing that way. Until I physically turn you around or move the light over here, you ain't never going to see it. And some of you will give up before you do that much. Mm-hmm. I could have gave up and told Terrell, like, you know what? Fuck it. He don't get it, so I'm going to do it on my own. And it could be something that you know you can't do on your own. You know yeah. you can't do this shit alone. I know I can't do Mallory Bros with me. It's going to have to be just something else. Mm-hmm. I can't even market it as Mallory Bros and it just be like just me. And this is back when I used to, this is back when we were thinking about everything. Yeah. And what it really, what I really had to do was show Terrell what was possible. If you, if you somebody, he said you got a podcast. Mm-hmm. With three of his friends. And two of his friends. He's the only one that really didn't. Sometimes it's going to be you doing most of the work. Y'all know me and Terrell build these dockets every week for the podcast. And sometimes Terrell will have a longer week than me. And a lot of the times the podcast docket or what we talk about might be heavily dependent on what week I had or what week Terrell had. Yeah. If I'm busy all week, Terrell has to work harder and vice versa. It's and like a you, marriage. It is. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And when you're on your way up with your friends, you have to work harder. You got to be the one that say, hey, yo, we going, hey, we shooting this day. Hey, we, we going to make sure we do this. And we going to talk about this, this, this. And they going to say, damn, you know what? He want this shit. Now, let me ask you this, right? As a follow-up question. At what point do you, because, right, you said you almost gave up, you know, on me, right? Not almost gave up, but for the people that are about to give up, at what point is it better for you to not keep trying to get people to do something that you feel like they're not on board with? You know, because you're going to be the one that's doing all the work. But, like, at what point do you feel like, you know what, y'all don't want it as much as me? I'm going to have to do something different. Like, what do, what, where do you, when do you get to that point? Because what you're saying is actually very true. Yeah. Um, because Terrence changed my, Terrence, I would tell anybody, Terrence changed my life. Like, the, the way I thought about, what my future would be, I thought I would be a district manager for a retail company, or I'll be managing boxes, I'll be managing people for the rest of my life. And he might. He might still. <laughs> nah. But you know, I'm just saying. You, you got know, me fucked up. Terrell, I'm saying, not, I'm just saying, that option is all, I, what I always tell you. We could always come back to this if nah, this yeah, shit right. don't work. You're right. You're right. Um, he definitely changed my life. But my question to you is, at what point do you need to tell, do you get to the point where you're like, all right, you know what? Y'all don't want this as much as me. And slide this you way. Ain't, if, you ain't reaching. It's right there. If they ain't reaching and it's right here, I need to move on. You got every opportunity right here at your, at your reach. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you got to take it and kill it. I'm saying you got, I got to see you reach for it. If I don't see you reaching out for it, then you don't want this, then low key. It's like how Kobe said, I don't want you around me. I don't want you around me. You're going to bring me down. <laughs> Love Kobe Bryant. But anyway, low key... At a certain point, if bruh's trying to do, 
It, like, let's say you're trying to do this rap shit, or you're trying to do this film shit, you're trying to do this YouTube shit, or anything like that, and you just got men that's just like not really feeling it. Like, low key, what inspires you? Like, what could you show them that, yo, we could be this? If they don't bite on that, dip. It's people in this world that's ready to go to the next level with you. And you could be what they're missing. They could be what you're missing. Mm -hmm. And, like, the hard part with that is the fact that your friends be your day one homies that you want to see win. And the even harder part is let's say your shit pops and starts working. Them ones you started with going to want to come back and say, hey, but look, that's where you make your choice. Because sometimes that was part, that was why. Mm-hmm. You got to stop feeling like, oh, the nigga ain't want to fuck with me till I got motion. Nah, I didn't because you ain't have motion. And it's okay for you to be the motion starter. It ain't a nigga trying to piggyback always. Sometimes a nigga didn't believe what you were saying. I could have told Terrell, nah, nigga, you ain't believing us. You ain't. Nah, he couldn't see it. And, it, and, it, and it's, it's not on him for trying to say, yo, this is a smarter idea or that ain't worth it. It ain't on your friends for you not conveying the way, but what if, but at some point, you know, because I get what you're saying, and you are right. Um, but I do think at some point, you just got to let these niggas not believe. And, and when shit work out, you can't just all of a come and say, hey, I'll try to get back on the pod, bro. Yeah, let's do it. After I begged and pleaded with your ass to, to do it. But now that I got a little motion, you want to come back. Remember who your men are. If it's that. If uh-huh. it's bro you work with. Or somebody, then that's different. But look, you see the reason why me and you never went through anything, whatever, is because I know what we are outside this business shit. And a lot of y'all have friends that are locked in outside of what your ambition Mm -hmm. is. And you'll fuck around and act like because they not passionate about the same thing you passionate about. That what? 14 years of friendship goes down the drain? That's true. That is a very true thing. These niggas could carry your casket if something happened to you. That's the thing. And they don't have the, your back when you yeah. get on. It might be actually safer for you to break it off, you know what I'm saying, and do your own thing if it puts the friendship at a better place. Yeah. At a better place. Yeah. Because I think that's also something, not changing the subject, but I think that's also something that we take for granted as men. One thing I admire about my girl, her best friend been her best friend since she got like she got two, two, or, two or three best friends. Both of them she's known since like middle school. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That they That's still, a real good green flag. They still uh, get together. They still hit each other up. She helped us. She did the baby shower. You know what I'm saying? Like we just went out with one of her other best friends. Went, took her to Mike's when she was in town. And it's like as men, sometimes it seems like we take our friendships for granted. And we do. I, I, even me. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible at calling. Terrible at texting. Terrible at the checkup shit. And sometimes it takes for some shit to be bad, like uh, motherfuckers that get together for some bad shit. One of y'all men pass away. Now y'all all together at the repast saying, yo, we got to get together. Yeah, we got to make sure we link. But it don't have to be that. And I do think we take friendships for granted. So if, the, if that shit, like you said, if, the, if these niggas not on board, then sometimes you do just got to find somebody else and let them feel it when somebody else in that seat. You know what I'm saying? 100%. 100%. See what else is out there for you to be able to take it there. I didn't fuck with when Joe brought uh, the first time. If, if niggas have been keeping up with the Joe Button podcast, this is a random uh, example, but the first time he brought Ish and Ice up there, it was fucked up. But that shit pissed Rory and Maul off. 
They mm. was pissed to see two other people in them chairs. But they just really couldn't get clarity on the vision. You see, they ended up that ended up going bad. Yeah. But at the same time, sometimes that's what it takes to show people you want this shit more than than them. And like y'all gotta not get it confused that that, like, that was motion that could have not worked. But yeah. motion is motion. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's important. Having motion don't always mean you going up. It don't always mean you going down. You just not at a standstill. And yep. like the dark part of this is sometimes y'all friends be right. Sometimes we don't need to rap, bro. Yeah. Sometimes we don't need to do that. Maybe we need to just do some other shit. And maybe it's you're the one that needs to be shown the way. That's so, so true. So my thing is this. Motion, move it up or move it back. Make sure you know if it's about to work or not. And if it ain't going to work, then, then whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Me, and Terrell make, me and Terrell make hard decisions behind the scenes, I swear, about the shit that we want to do mm-hmm. next. What we should keep doing, what we should not do, what we should bring back. And a lot of that comes with being honest with yourself. Yeah. So, and having the transparency with the person that you with to disagree and know that it's not going to be... That's the tough shit. That's the toughest part about being in business with your, your family. Or friends. Or friends. Is that when y'all disagree on business shit, y'all going to clash like y'all never really clashed before. Because it's not like... On some friend shit. It's something outside of the both of us. And sometimes those clashes are bad. Me and Terrence have clashed to the point where our last apartment, we we waiting on that bill. Waiting on that bill. Because there's some holes in the wall and everything behind, mm-hmm. behind the shit. But when you trust that person and you know that person has nothing but the best intention, even after the disagreement, like at the most of me and Terrence disagreements, we'll text each other and be like, you was right. Nah, you was right. And it's just, we just realized that it was just really our ego that was standing in front of both of our points. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, not to say anything about Mm -hmm. what he said or like pat myself on the back or anything, but you saying, yo, Terrence changed my life, right? That's Uh it. That's what it's about. That made, yep. Him feeling that way, it make everything that I went through extra Days where I thought it was just going to be me. Days where I was frustrated and couldn't figure it out. That make everything worth it. And you might have to be the nigga in your circle that changed everybody's life. And my thing is, my question to the person, whoever's saying that, are you willing to be that person? Are you willing to be the person that they look back and say, damn, bro, you saw it when none of us did. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not willing to be that, then, and you owe that person your life, I owe Terrence my life. He saw this shit when I did not see it. And I used to be the nigga that was like, yo, we not going to make no money doing this shit. You better get your ass back in here and get this, uh, these credit out. And what I always tell him, even to this day, if it all stopped right here, it was worth it. Yep. If it all stopped right here, them years you spent not doing that, it was worth it's it. worth it. You know what I'm saying? We got K, you and G. Mm-hmm. Everything that you managed to do in this period, let's say you have to go back to the best by life. Mm-hmm. Look what you got to do with that opportunity. Yep. Some of you don't make it that far. Me and Terrell not rich by no, no, right. no stretch of that term. No matter what anybody tries to say. We, we are on the Keith Lee level. We are just like y'all. 
mm-hmm. know? But it's like you got to make the most of your opportunity for whatever your situation is. But it's right now. Terrell not saying I changed his life because I made him rich. Terrell not saying I changed his life because, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, he don't got to work no more. I just made it so that he can do shit in just a different way just for now. Like, yeah. we don't know what the future is going to hold. But like, mm-hmm. yeah. Facts. Honestly, yeah. I, and, and you know what's crazy is that I just got that message. Nah, he was yeah, wrapping he up like, the yeah, Keep yeah. Lee shit. I said, this would be perfect because this, we, I said, we already kind of in a bag. So, he about to be hyped though. Hey, look. Because yeah, look, yeah, we yeah. can touch your hold. He hit it up. He hit it up. Actually, bruh, listen to the podcast. But let's get back to the shit. I did just want to ask that and I hope that, some, that a lot of people will be inspired by that um, because, you know. 100%. People need to hear from people that they listen to. People that listen to this podcast every week, you know. My only message to the last, the last thing I'm going to say to y'all is just like, uh, anybody listening to this, I don't know if y'all go through it, uh, like how I go through it, but like, you know how you start doubting yourself, start putting yourself down, mm-hmm. all of that shit. Like, to me, I feel like that's like having a headache. That's like having a runny nose. You'll never have a good feeling about it. You'll never have a good feeling about having like a runny nose. It'll always make you think, oh shit. But low key, it could just be that. And I'd really be having to tell myself, like, yo, you are all right, bro. You are good. Yeah. Like, for right now, shit going to be worse. I tell my girl this all the time. You got way worse days coming. You got way worse days coming. You still got your mother in your life. Okay, well, then you got way worse days coming. Yeah. You still got your friends and family, everybody healthy, everybody good. You're still healthy and good. Mm-hmm. And then you got a long way to go. You might have much worse days to, to have to worry about. And that's why I hate when we make our W's lowercase. I always say people make their L's uppercase and make their W's lowercase. You did a good thing and you're like, yeah, but, you know, it's chill. You know, we, we ain't really celebrating anything like that. It's just a chill. Account. You know, I just got this job. Nah, fuck that. Because if you take an L, it's going to be the end of the, fucking, the, end world. Of the fucking world. Uh-huh. I can't believe this happened type shit. And guess what? You can't change that. You human. You're going to make your L's uppercase all day long. But make them W's uppercase. So what? It wasn't that big of a fucking deal. We celebrating. Because, like, like I, would, I was getting ready to say, it's, it's, we lost takeoff a year ago last year, uh, yesterday. Yeah. For y'all, two days ago. But you never know when you going to be gone. You know what I'm saying? So you just, like, got to celebrate all of the small wins. I'm big on that. You, my girl is in nursing school. You passed the test? Bet. Let's celebrate. Red oh, hey, yo, what you trying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, this weekend, it be small shit. This weekend, since I don't have to do anything, well, we should do something. Bet. We might even be at the crib with it, but we're going to still have a good time because you don't know when this going to be your last good time. You, you feel? Mm-hmm. Like, so. me and Terrell, after the Witch is Better that we just dropped, mm-hmm. shout out to everybody in the Realist 9, Patreon, Turn Up, mm-hmm. uh, Niners on YouTube that watch Wanna versus Baby. Y'all don't realize that me and Terrell been doing Witch is Better at this point. That's something that we started with. And when we did it again and gave it to the world, we did kind of celebrate. We called each other and said, yo, I'm proud of you. Yo, yo that's yeah. dope. Like that, you know. So I, just to give y'all some insight, like we still proud of some of the shit that we do. Mm-hmm. And still celebrate even little shit that I might think, all right, whatever. Them niggas don't give a fuck. They just put it out. Nah. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. It still mean a lot. We still watch the whole thing with y'all. We still looking at uh-huh. what y'all think and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell hey. yeah, man. I hope y'all, I hope, you know, I, we, we, we try not to be the whole, I'm not trying to be the, on the, no fucking inspiring shit 
you know, like on the, on the fake shit where you could tell niggas is just trying to be inspiring because they on in front of a mic. But that's a, that, that question stuck out. And I feel like I don't believe in coincidence. I felt like we needed to address that. Nah, yeah, that, that was definitely a good question. For, for sure. sure. I be low key coming with the heat with a pod. Low key. Low key. This nigga just got asked during the pod. You didn't come with anything. <laughs> hey, shit just went about that. The best part of the pod was, was that real. What? <laughs> okay, look. Oh, uh, this one thing that I did want to say. You just said something. I think. Nah, you know what? I'm going to skip that. The, uh, we'll talk about this. Marvel is in talks to. Bring back the original cast of the Avengers for a brand new Avengers film. Um, and I know if you saw gotcha. Endgame, if you saw Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, y'all know what happened. We lost Black Widow. We lost. <laughs> we lost. We lost Iron Man, Tony Stark. And the talk is that Black Widow and Tony Stark be brought back in some type of way. I told him, I don't know if it's rather. When did know, you see this? I don't know if it's a prequel. Now, this is just rumors. Uh huh. This is a rumor mill topic. I ain't gonna say that this is like officially official. I saw this on Culture Crave. That's one of the best film oh, okay, pages, yeah. you know. Earlier in the week, uh, I don't think I don't know if it's Tony Russo or whatever his one name. One of the Russo, one brothers. of the Russo brothers, um, who are the executive producers for Infinity War in Game, the big boys behind those movies. They're moguls. You know what I'm saying? Their film. When you talk money, they got them highest grossing. Highest uh-huh. grossing, oh, yeah. I can raise my hand. Um, one of the Russo brothers came out and spoke against Martin Scorsese earlier in the week. Martin Scorsese put up a video, and he was like, come on, Oscar, to his dog. I guess his dog's name is Oscar. Based after the Oscar that he won. Basically yeah. after the, uh, an Oscar. Or, or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Russo was like, okay, that's cute. Come on, box office. Like, okay, like he has a dog named box office, and he's trying to one-up him. You know, okay, mm-hmm. oh, you got Oscar. Okay, well, I got, you know, the box office title. And it's just a weird beef. It is. Between them two. Because Loki, I'm going to keep it 100. I never thought that what Scorsese said was ever, like, wrong. Like, okay, superhero movies are ruining film because it's not about the movie. It's about the extravaganza. And it's about, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it actively happened. It legit happened. I was against it at first. And y'all probably, y'all have been listening to this podcast long enough. Y'all know I was against it at first. But it actually happened. Like, what, what we're seeing now... Now that Marvel ran out of shit and people really don't give a fuck and you got to watch, think about the Marvels, the Marvels is coming out and they talking about how the excitement for it is not that great. You know, um, what's uh, Captain Marvel, the shit? Uh-huh. She's Bria the, the, Larson. Yeah. She's like the main whatever. You know, Nick Fury is in it. Yeah. Love that for Samuel Jackson. But people aren't as excited about it. And they were talking about like why people aren't excited about it. And it's because you got to watch this show, this show and this show on Disney Plus to even be caught up to what's about to happen in the joint. And the shows on Disney Plus have not been that good. We don't give a fuck. We don't. The and- only good one y'all got is Loki. And they're getting ready to fuck that up because now they're talking about how they're getting ready to try to move away from Jonathan Majors as Kane. Nah, yeah. So it actually happened with uh, Scorsese. But I'll let you get back because I... Of a little bit on the tangent, but the crazy thing about all of that is leading into the news that we just got this week, which is that okay, so you're thinking about bringing back the original cast, yo, big mouth. You got a big fucking mouth. You can't open up your mouth to me. I just got a, I got a movie that's in the theaters right now. If I'm Scorsese, you mm-hmm. feel me? 
97%. Like, it might not be box office like the Avengers, but, like, my respect comes with my name. Like I said on Twitter, Netflix just gave me 100 M's to do what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, not to, for me to go and do a Star Trek, not for me to go and do, oh, you want to do Iron Man, Scorsese? Okay, yeah. And my thing is this. Play with me like I couldn't have done this. Like, play with me like I couldn't have taken on the Marvel. And y'all know Scorsese is my boy. And it have nothing to do with race. Y'all know I back Scorsese for the art. Period. For the art. Yeah, he ain't never had a black lead. You can talk about black, all of that stuff like that. When you start talking like that, I'm going to shut up. Because you know, you low-key, you might be right. But when it comes to the art, you know what I'm saying? When they talk about Picasso, when we talk about old artists, you don't talk about they race. You don't talk about nothing. You talk about the art. So when I talk about Scorsese, that's a, that's a, a pioneer. That, I told Terrell, that's, that's, that's walking Mount Rushmore. Y'all are now coming out. I'm sorry, I'm long-winded. You good. Y'all coming out with the original cast for the Avengers. Y'all are grasping for straws. Holy shit. We gonna have to bring back characters that we killed off. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be too much talk about, about the critique on these superhero movies anymore, Russo and Marvel. But what y'all got going on right now, to get to a point where you can't even advance your shit, you... What you should have, because now, killing off Iron Man and Black Widow is starting to look like a bad move. Mm-hmm. It's starting to look like you're regretting killing those characters off. Because you ain't got, because what? Because now you got to double back and what, do a prequel? This is in between this film and this film? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. It's just like, it don't look good for, it don't look good for Marvel. It don't look good for the Russo brothers because you had that success. Y'all, the same way I felt about, uh, what's the motherfucker that did Blade Runner? Um... Damn, I know his name. Uh, uh, brother, uh, that did Blade Runner. He did he just, fucking he did. Alien. Ridley Scott. There we go. The same way I felt about Ridley Scott, it's like, yo, you had W's in the past. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is cool. But don't start shitting on shit now, because I didn't like the way he was saying either. But it's like, don't start shitting on stuff now. And then look, what did he do? He was in talks to do another Alien remake. It's oh, like, okay, damn, yeah. because none of, the, none of your new shit was working. So you try and bring back the Alien remake. And that's the thing. Nostalgia, by way of comic book movies, re- live action. Think about mm. it. We did The Lion King. We did fucking Mermaid just now. We did a bunch of uh, Aladdin. We did a bunch of, of, of live action. Nostalgia has robbed the industry of fresh ideas. Think about it. Blade Runner 2049, as good as it was, it's a Blade Runner movie. Mm-hmm. Alien is Alien. They talking about, it's funny you said Blade Runner. I'm thinking about the news in this week for Blade and Mahershala. They just got uh, the dude that wrote the Wolverine movie. Uh-huh. They just signed him to write the script for Blade from scratch. It's like, yo, but Blade is still a remake. Exactly. It's still, exactly. And you got him to reprise the role of what? What Wesley built. This is what I was going to say about this Marvel news and the main reason why I brought it up. We are currently at the very... Last stage, this is like the last stage of the cancer that the film industry has. This is the last stage, y'all. The only thing that really was dominating for real, for real, was what? These superhero movies. Mm -hmm. And now, they are not. Now so much that, damn, we might have to circle back to what worked. 
And we are the ones who we talking. Oh, we, we have a dog named Box Office. Right, Russo? You shouldn't be doubling back like this. Nah, for sure. And the fact that you are, I'm not going to criticize you more, more so than I'll say, this is exactly what Marty was, was, going, was, was talking about 10 years ago. Right. And mm -hmm. you're going back and forth with a man that's, that's 80 years old. Damn near. I think he's 80 years old this year. Mm -hmm. You're going back and forth with an 80-year-old who I built the box office. I was a part of the build of the box office. And just did a fresh idea. I was getting box office where you was getting box chicken. It's different. It's a difference. It's different. Talk to me nice. I would never play with these, these dudes. That's like me seeing, like even, like, like they say, it's a young man's game. Okay, but it's an old man's respect. Right. And that's just what I live on. It's a young man game, but it's old man respect. I'm not going to be a young player and already say, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to say I'm the only Ty Crane. That's not how he live. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's a raw way to live. Like, yo, you pay respect to the ones that come before you, sure. especially low-key when they especially open doors. Especially a nigga that opened the door for you to have box office success. And y'all scrambling for ideas. He just came out with a movie that got 97% Rotten Tomato that did great week one. I mean, that did great and it's opening weekend with Kills of the Fire Moon. And it's, and it's not on the backs of something that people were reading when they were young. Exactly. I don't see how you could speak. Only thing that, that getting you in them seats is that it's me with Leo again. Me with De Niro again. Me with Scorsese again. It's on, not... Man. My name is in the marquee. Directed by me. Let's see, if, let's see if you could do a fresh idea and just put, oh, this is from the Russo brothers and people give a fuck. Guess what? You tried it on Disney Plus... A bunch of times, and people didn't give a fuck. And what will you be doing when you're 80? What's your reputation? Is it still going to be box office at 80? Like, talk to me nice. This is, this is the last thing I'm going to say. The art dies with Scorsese, and it's the saddest shit ever. Mm -hmm. We literally are, that is literally one of the last. I mean, we got Nolan, and we got Tarantino, and we got other big heads. Fincher coming with something. Fincher is very silently coming with something. Uh-huh. But sure look, is. we got the big guys that we know looked up to... Fincher get quiet in a room with Scorsese. Same as Marty. I mean, same as QT and all of the other big guys. Because, mm -hmm. like I said, it's an old man respect. It's respect. You know what I'm saying? And they juggernauts themselves. And they juggernauts themselves. So, the sad thing is that, like, we watched the art die with him. The same way Michael Jackson music died with Michael Jackson. Like, look, we, we, look, we would never get that back. Stevie Wonder's music is going to die with Stevie. And it's a sad thing because we don't have the next. Like... My girl cannot stand Bruno Mars. I don't know if you know that about A. For she, real? She can't stand Bruno Mars because she grew up around such authentic versions of what Bruno does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's hard to listen to. It's like the people who don't like Pharrell because I'm happy. Like, It's like this certain music that just throws people off. Nah, for sure. But the sad thing is that the art dies with Scorsese and you got people like Russo who are left that say stuff like, oh, box office. Well, when you're creating from a box office standpoint, we mm -hmm. know it's going to be bullshit like it ended up being. Like we couldn't rip apart Endgame and, and Infinity War, Loki, if we wanted to. They was, it was loopy. They was good, though. They was good. But I rewatch them every year. I won't take the W's from y'all. But they was good. But I remember watching Endgame and feeling like, but how you feel? Okay, let me ask you this. It's an old man's game, old man's respect. Uh, young man's game, old man's respect. How you feel about the people, the Jordan heads out there that don't want to give it up to Bron because, yeah, you might got you a little something, but don't disrespect, you know? Now, this is my thing. 
The art is a Bron little bit different. Bron passed Jordan in points. Bron passed Jordan in everything. I'm in year 21. I just put up 38 on the Clippers. First off, LeBron is one of a kind. When LeBron, mm. when LeBron retires, I'm calling it now, he's going to say, I'm the greatest of all time. He's going to say it. He's going to say it. I am. the. He's going to claim it. And you know what I will say? I don't think it's an argument. He's going to say Russo something. brothers are struggling. <laughs> if, you, if, if it was a nigga that was out, that was coming with fresh ideas, that was killing the box office, crazy uh, Metacritic score, um, Rotten Tomato score, he could pop his shit at a Marty. He could. Because he's putting the numbers up. Like, Bron right can pop his shit, and Bron fans get their shit off because Bron numbers, but you pop The nigga is, is, the numbers back up Russo the trash could, talk. Russo could back it up right now, because you could, look, you could pop your shit, but how, for how long? How many people pop their shit at Drizzy? And then he said, in 10 years from now, we'll see who's still around. Like, Ice Spice, you could pop your shit right now at Nikki. Bitch, I'm number one. Glorilla, when she put out Fuck Nigga Free... She could have popped her shit at a Cardi or somebody else. But these people are established. Marty can put out anything next year. And low-key, I'm going to bring something back. Mm -hmm. You, you're struggling with the shit you're doing. And you're re this is like Marty saying we're getting ready to do Raging Bull 2. What? <laughs> you would never see me doing that because I'm on to the next. You, what are, what are we going to call this? Avengers Revived? Revived? Did you see... That it just came out with fucking Galaxy of the Planet of the Apes or some shit. I can't wait for that drink. All I seen was a motherfucking hawk land on a nigga's finger. I said, I'm in the theaters for that. Low key, I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna go see that drink too. And it is, look, you right. But it's like another one of these, but look. Dawn of the rise of the fall of the planet of the apes. <laughs> now they gotta add another one on there. Hey, look. I will say that shit works, though, bro. It does. Because we going to see that motherfucker when it come out on a Friday. And Planet of the Apes, when you think about it, that shit been out since before we was before born. Before we was born, the 70s, they been making Planet of the Apes. I miss they the had Planet like of that. the Apes where you could tell it was a big-ass motherfucker just yeah. in a suit. That was the good one. That was the good one. I, hey, look. You've seen the joint where the, uh, the first, people used the first time he ever spoke. He was talking to James Franco. He was like, let me borrow let me twenty. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> People replay that scene, but bro, them films was crazy, but the last one was crazy, bro. My the boy Maurice. They start getting ridiculous when they start having full conversations and nah, yeah. using idioms and shit. Ape, live here. Human, go. What? <laughs> I like when they do the sign language. It's like, hey, look, these motherfuckers got us fucked up. We about to get the fuck out of here. Fuck these What guys. I didn't like about Planet of the Apes is why are these apes not talking in ape? They talking to each other in, 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 in English. Hold up, Caesar. See, nah, because we can't do that. Hold on, wait, Terrence. What you talking about? They are not. Do you remember my issue with the last joint? As I said, yo, why are they talking in English? And they're monkeys. What you mean? They talking to each other in their English language, but they got their own monkey language. But they talking in English because they learn. They don't talk to each other in English. They talk to each other using the sign language. And the only reason they know the sign language is because Caesar learned sign language first. Go and look at the last movie. And you'll see them motherfuckers. Remember the dude? He was like, oh, I'm having, I'm thinking. And I'm like, oh, the what little, the, fuck? the little monkey, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, they talking in English. Anyway. Y'all leave y'all comments on what y'all think about the Marvel situation in film and stuff like that. We talk about it a lot. We talk about the end, but I'm letting y'all know right now, this is it. What's yeah. next? Yeah. I can't wait for y'all to hear my movie suggestion of the week, too, because I recently watched a real, when you watch a real movie, you're reminded, like, damn, we don't get much of it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the last thing that I do want to say, maybe not last thing. Where would she go to, Terrell? If you got course of action, I guess we can do that. But if you got one more topic before that, we can knock it out. Is it something that we didn't get to we said we wanted to get to? I want to make sure we covered everything that we said we was going to cover today. I mean, we didn't talk about... The only other thing that we didn't talk about was the feminine content thing. I don't know if you wanted to talk about that. Okay, no. Okay. I knew you weren't going to want to talk about that. Which would be a good... Well, let's talk about it. Fuck it, let's talk about it. We know what I said. Let's go. (laughs) I'll say... uh, Offset's latest album, Set It Off, is, is definitely one of the top albums this month, month, month or last month, I'm sorry, month of October. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to him. He did a big press run for his album where he went on, I think y'all might have saw him on Big Boy's Neighborhood. Y'all probably saw him on um, Breakfast Club. I think he did another, uh, he did the Bobby Altoff interview yeah, where he yeah. did his press run. And one thing that he did in his album press run is he did a go to bed with me with Harper's Bazaar. Um, and he basically did like a skin routine at night where he put, he used acne pads. He got the Palmer's lotion and put it on his body. And then he used face lotion and he did, did some other lotion or something like that. And then he just went to bed. He said, brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. I thought he was going to put me on. And that's why, this is the reason why we're talking about this is because I told Terrell, is there a such thing as feminine content like when you start talking about these dudes who and we see a lot of it on social media where you see dudes with and this is just my opinion dudes with the little joint that they use to clean their face and they got they they got the skin thing going up like that and they doing all of this and then they got the the loofah thing that they use in the wash and you washing with a loofah and you, you, get you don't out use a loofah? I don't know. Nah, I don't you use, don't use the, 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 the fuzzy ball that the girls normally use? I, I use wash rag. What are you, living in the 70s? Nigga, washing like a, uh, uh, you're washing like a Vietnam vet. What do you <laughs> use, a torn up t-shirt? I said I use a wash rag that they still sell. Brand new wash rag. You don't use the, bro, the, no, that shit does not, first off, you're not supposed to use those every night. I use one every night for two years now. And that's why you smelling like a backside of a fucking tense. I know for a fact I smell better than you. First of all, you still using Dove soap. Fuck out of here. I don't use Black Dove folks. I don't only use Dove soap, and there's nothing wrong with Dove. That is not your real scent that you walk around with. Your scent is the other shit you do. What? Your, the, 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 the cologne you wear, the oil you wear. I'm not just walking around smelling like a bar of Dove white. <laughs> Fuck so out of here. Wait, so you using a wash rag, but you use body like you use a like a. I got a, the Dove joint. I got Dove the the vanilla and coconut joint, and I got the Temple Saint joint that my girl got me that brand. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't even really bang with that one like I'm that. I'm giving her shit. probably gonna say he doesn't use it. <laughs> <laughs> but I got other shit. <laughs> Fuck you, nigga. Don't try to start naming shit that you don't use just cause. <laughs> I got the but Temple Saint in it. So you taking the wash and putting it on a rag. Yeah, the same way you put it on the... Y'all need up. to get y'all some of the, the loofah. All right, you know what? This goes back to what you were saying. We're getting away from the, the original point. <laughs> Go ahead. That type of content y'all see all the time on social media is something that's growing, too. A lot of y'all got upset, and we all kind of did with bruh who woke up, brushed his teeth, did all of that stuff, and then went to Target. That was one of the most that ridiculous, ridiculous videos of the year. Um, The reason why I brought up 
offsets Harper Bazaar content that he did or the, the the go to bed with me is I felt like, yo, go to bed with me, get ready with me, do my makeup with me, start my day with me. Is it wrong to say that that at least originated as feminine slash woman content? No, you're 100% right. You're 100% right that that content taps more into a man's femininity. And I hate these fucking words. I hate all of these podcasts that use all of these masculine, feminine, alpha. I hate it all. But that content does cater more to the softer side of a man. And I will say this. I'm not all the way opposed to it because I think as men, sometimes we do skip out on self-care. I'm going to tell you all the honest to God truth about me. I didn't start washing my face with like a face wash and like a face moisturizer until last two years. Uh, last, I would say a couple months ago, I started using something specifically for my face. I'm a nigga that I put the soap on the joint. I'll wash everything. Yeah. And I would be lying if I said I washed my face every day before a couple uh, months ago. It wasn't until I really started to think, like, you know what? I got in the shower. I'm going to do my beard. But am I really, like, cleaning my skin? So, anyway, I say mm -hmm. all of that to say, seeing that, even though it jo be just like cringe sometimes from these creators, it is good for us, bro. Because as men, sometimes we don't. We be men. We, I'm good. I'm going to shower. I'm going to wash. I'm straight. That, it was the whole joke about the three-in-one body wash for men. Yeah. Well, we'll take a head and shoulders three-in-one or a dove three-in-one, and that'll be it. So I don't mind, like, some of the content. Is it feminine? Yes. You taking the motherfucking vitamin E dropper and doing that, and you niggas are painting your nails now. Niggas painting their nails now and shit like that. Shit like that. It's my thing is this. Like, this offset. You know? Offset, you did a, a, a freestyle interview with Flex. You did an interview on Breakfast Club. A couple other interviews. You did this freestyling your negativity, negative re, your, your response to negativities with like L, right? And then we have the go to bed with me with Harvard Bazaar. My thing is like, yo, Offset has some of the greatest, has some of the better videos of the year. He's doing the, the throwback Michael Jackson, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. theme videos. Why not a BTS video of, of that? I mean, we are your fans that are buying your music. Like, it the men men are buying your music, and the reason why I said you know this might sound kind of like masculine or whatever, but I'd rather see a go to the studio with me from Offset than a go to bed with me with you in Harper's Bazaar and you just gonna put on some you just gonna use acne pads Palmer's body lotion. and Palmer's body lotion like or body oil I use Palmer's body oil every day mm -hmm. like I'm like Harper's Bazaar this Offset. Is this yeah. so that on the next track, you can say, oh, yeah, nigga, we was on Harvard. Like, my thing is, like, you are Offset, the rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do we not get content that goes towards the music, what you actually do? Mm -hmm. Why do we have rappers doing women content? Get ready with me, makeup. Oh, I'm going to go ahead. And instead of me doing a go to the studio with me, and look, this how I met. This how we laid Princess Cut. This is the behind the scenes studio, whatever. Where what Chloe Bailey, what she did. You like? like you don't think you sound like the niggas that said why these rappers ain't Drake want to sit down with the white girl? He want to sit down with Yachty, and they talking about all this weird shit. 
They ain't going to Funk Flex, you know? People want the traditional style but of promotion, see, but that's we kind of past that now. And look, I'm past him going up to... He don't have... I'm not saying he has to go to Breakfast Club and do the Funk Flex. I didn't even need that. I'm just saying Offset, these artists, not even just Offset, these artists legit just exist. We don't get no BTS into the making of the music no more. We don't get no behind the scenes into your, your thoughts on the album. We barely get music videos. We barely get shit. But mm -hmm. then y'all will go and do a, oh, get ready with me, Harper's Bazaar. Oh, I'm going to go shopping, shoe shopping with Complex. Like, yo, we really just turned into like women shit. Like, we just watching niggas these days, even Wait. us regular men. We yeah. watching dudes wake up in the morning and do a face routine. Yo, that is that is what women do. And if I was a woman, I'd be like, damn, like low key, ladies, how y'all answer this? And then I'ma shut up. Y'all want a man that's waking up and doing face routines and all of that stuff. And I'm not saying doing that, but I'm saying creating content, ladies. Y'all want a man that's squeezing the sponge and like squeezing his loofah with the soap when he get it in there, and then you he, and then he washing, and then. <laughs> He doing his face and then his see, hair Terrence, and looking at his teeth. He doing exactly what the feminine shit. I'm you sorry. Doing exactly what the women do. Go look do. at the vlog that I posted. Right? You see, I look. I look at my face. I even did a beard joint before. Yeah, let's talk about you. Nigga. I even did a beard, a beard treatment. Look, beard. What? Women don't have beards. He gonna try to make it seem like he gonna did try to make his shit Did I do it for L Magazine or Harbor's Bazaar? I'm sorry, y'all. Maybe I'm being a sore. You being you Maybe being, being like, picky. To me, you doing exactly what the ladies do where they try to make everything gay. You know what I'm saying? I ain't making it. I ain't saying it's Maybe gay. Maybe they want to be a woman. You Maybe you want to fuck your friends. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, why can't he just want to take care of himself? Type now, this is, my, this is what I would say. Whenever we have this, con this conversation, we start talking about life versus content. Nobody is saying that a man shouldn't have a face routine. Nobody's saying a man shouldn't have a skincare routine. I have a skincare routine that I do every morning at night, sometimes, most times, I'll say. Mm -hmm. But every morning at night, I got that. You know what I'm saying? I, got, I definitely got shit that I use to keep my skin moisturized, my hair moisturized. I could do a, I do a hair routine every morning and night. But I just think when you're creating the content, it's okay for you to do. But I think it's okay for us to also acknowledge that this is something that was the women's Not content yet. that we're now kind of like. You're right taking. about that. One thing I will Even say. Even the way y'all do it. You're not wrong. You're definitely right about it because it definitely is a change. But you know, we live in a world now where there's pronouns, there's gender fluidity, there's, you know, it works out better for you marketably. When you know if that's a word, but so far as marketing, it work out better for you. When you toe the line a little bit. Mm -hmm. Now, some niggas go cross the line and just put on a fucking dress. You know what I'm saying? And we can talk about the conspiracies with Martin and Dave Chappelle and all of the, you know. Yeah. Y'all know them stories. If you're black, you know them stories. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but in today's age, showing the softer side of you, it works out. It does. The niggas painting. I will not paint my nails. I don't know. How many of y'all went and uh, watched? Did you watch the Harper's Bazaar? Sorry? No. And how many of y'all fellas watch Offset's Harper's Bazaar go to bed with me? Guess who saw it? My girl. I said, yeah, Offset did a, a Harper's Bazaar. Oh, I saw it. Oh, you did. You and probably all the other women and who you. give a fuck about Harper's Bazaar 
probably watched it. I came across it, and this is what the reason why I'm talking about this. I'm like, okay, like I should be coming across BTS content. This is not me saying that you shouldn't do that. I'm just saying we're getting the you. We got the Harper's Bazaar. Get ready with me. Damn, like what? Like so you got I guess whatever like the the fluidity out of the way, but it's just like you are a rapper. Can we get a go to the studio? Can we get a go yeah. to the uh, a BTS of me recreating Michael Jackson's classic video? Like you doing all of this shit just to put the video video out? You don't feel like you sound like the grumpy? They're doing women content. Yeah. I don't think I'm saying that. I don't think I sound like that because I'm not saying don't do the women content. I'm just saying, damn, it seems like you'd rather do a get ready with me, a, get, a go to bed with me makeup, or do a go to bed with me skin routine thing, than a go to the studio with, with you. And you're going to ask Would you us, really want to see this nigga go to the studio ask, and smoke a blunt? Terrell, I, oh, I would yeah, love to see. Yeah, that beat it good. I would love to see a BTS video. You all remember when Wiz used to do the day-to-day? And I think he still does that. Oh, yeah. I like... I love content like that. It's a reason why we and you even vlog is because back in the day, rappers used to give you BTS. Because guess what? They were really rapping. You want to know why Offset probably can't give us BTS? Did he really write and create all them songs? He does still do the day today. He just posted one set, uh, eight days ago. And you see, where's Khalifa? That's a dope way for us to say, yo, he's, he's a rapper, but we get to live, we get to see into his life. I'm not telling you that... Doing a skincare routine is feminine. You shouldn't be doing it. I'm just saying, yo, where is the other content that support who you are as a rapper? Because we not watching Harper's Bazaar. Nah, you're right We about not that. watching that. You're right. If Wiz did a Harper's Bazaar skin routine, it might be like, oh, okay. You know, I think Offset might have did G- GQ, things I can't live without. Like, come on. Like, we don't get no insight, insight into these niggas as artists anymore. I guess you're just like Millie Bobby Brown, you know? We're going to watch your face routine. I mean, yeah. Y'all could, y'all could, y'all could, I could, I could definitely come off as a hater because it'll, it'll look like I'm saying don't do the feminine content. No, nah, you're definitely right. And I, it's probably going to be a lot of ladies that do agree that it's gotten a little, you know what I'm saying? That was they yeah, ladies, y'all don't feel like they stealing y'all swag? But it's not for them. It's for us. Is it? It's, yeah. Or, well, not saying offset shit. I feel like but these niggas the that's shit, doing the facial... Shit nah, yeah. Some of y'all go for women. Some of them are trying to show the ladies that they have us off the side. Yeah, for sure. Like what? the dude, what's the dude's name that got the two dogs? Like he put, this is what feminine, this is what masculinity looks like. That's to me. my man, uh, Jalen from uh, I don't know. Him. Love is something. Love Island. I don't know him. All I just felt like was just like masculinity to you is not that because you haven't posted content like this on your page all along. This was never in your routine. This was and never you know your routine. Exactly. You, now you're trying to say masculinity looks like this to me, and then you put a, a Andrew Tate in the beginning, and then you got you doing your nails and shit. We know what you niggas are doing. I'm sorry. Now, this is what I will say. I know what you niggas are doing, and it's you just should. like, it's, it's, that's cringy to me. That is cringy because you, that's, the, that's where you make it. That's where it becomes cringy, where people put an agenda behind it. You should have said this is what masculinity looks like to the world or, or to... Yeah. The United States Twitter feeds. Or the I'ma just oppose this video because you the type nigga that posts your daily what you do every day and we never seen this type of content from you. Nigga got his toes painted. I don't give a fuck what none of you niggas say. I'm gonna put it out there right now. Terry, if you get your you nails painted sound... and you get your toes painted, you're what? You on some sweet shit. What's that mean? That means you on some woman shit. 
And what we're not going to do is past, try to act bro. like, bro, what we're not going to But gonna, is that not you living in the past? Is that not you living in the past? Keep it on, Y'all can call it what it is, bro. Like, y'all don't do stuff for the reasons that y'all will sit there and say, oh, well, you know, well, nowadays it's nah. Like, you're only doing it because somebody else did it. You're not even doing it for yourself. If you paint your fingernails, I don't care what y'all niggas say. It's just some, it just don't, it just don't look good, bro. I swear it don't. You just sound like an old nigga, though, because these young niggas, they doing it. They putting a little skull and bones on there. They look up to, to Playboy Cardi. They getting black nails. They don't look at it as a challenge to their masculinity. And that's, as the generations go forward, more and more things become challenges. Purple toenail Think about it, polish. Dad, if I pierce Cruz's ears, right, yeah. dad will be pissed right now. Even though people, hella people just pierce their baby's ears. Boy or girl, they just knock it out. Because by the time they go to school, they're going to have earrings. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I, pierce, if I pierce crew ears right now, he'll probably like a little girl. You know what I'm saying? But the generation before us, if you got a nose ring or the y'all niggas that got the hoop nose ring, yeah. that was women shit. With two earrings in your ear, that was women shit. You niggas is wearing short shorts. Y'all got the top, y'all thighs out. Go ahead and say the Jay-Z them, line you told me the other day. Y'all calling them hoochie daddy shorts? The Jay-Z line you told me about. Tupac. Oh, Old yeah. Old niggas stop acting brand new. Like, Tupac didn't have a nose ring, too. So, you see, look, now, but it's just evolving, bro. And it is, is it getting a little so bit crazy? My thing it is, is. Like, we can't call that evolve. Like, okay, we wearing two earrings. No, I'm saying the evolution of what, the evolution of the challenge of masculinity is evolving. My, my and I'm not saying that that's a good thing. When do you, when are we able to say that it's gone too far? When niggas start wearing wigs and getting, and getting fucking press. You know, you know what I'm saying? When niggas start getting a, a, a wig, no, you when right. niggas start right. wearing dresses, are y'all gonna say that? No, okay, right. maybe this is too far and it's not masculinity. Like these words don't have when you get there definitions anymore. Now, masculinity, that's like saying, oh, this is imagine a woman posting a reel that says, This is what femininity looks like to me, and it's her chopping a tree down. It's her I saw playing it. sports, it's her doing all the things that men do. You know it validates, but it, it would be like, why are we trying to now change definitions of words that already exist? But that wouldn't be bad to me because that would be her showing that femininity isn't only just makeup and shit. Like, we really do be out here for real. Like, think about it. If Angel Reese or Caitlin Clark or the, uh, Asia Wilson or somebody like that say, this is what femininity look like to me, and it's them at practice, them at the gym. Them doing shit, and it's not the most feminine shit. It, 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 it's gonna That's work. them showing that there's more sides of it than man, just fuck the, that. We live in a community. I'm sorry. We live in a society where women will tell you that they just want to be feminine. I just want to be in my soft girl era. I just want to be feminine. I don't want to have to be masculine. Okay, well, is femininity cutting the grass? Isn't femininity, femininity have so many different shades? No. Once we start talking about what we want, then you start suddenly understanding the definitions of masculinity and femininity. Like, ladies, when you say you want a masculine man, are you talking about a man that does a skincare routine or a man that knows how to lead? Because masculinity is not skincare. Mm -hmm. Masculinity is standing up and doing your own shit. Femininity is not cutting the grass. Femininity is being like a nurturer and being like, like a woman is a nurturing person. Like, 
These words have that's definition. A, that's an ancient. That's an ancient. Way to look at it though. I'm not. I'm on your side. You know, to a what? certain extent. That's like me saying I'm strong. I don't have any muscles. I can only lift five pounds. But because I say I'm strong, this is. Oh, look, strong has different sides. Strong has so many different sides to it. No, if you're strong, you're strong. If you're not strong, you're not strong. I guess the nigga's right. Or we can just say, you know what? I'm you are strong over for it. your. I don't know. I get what you're saying. And I'm on your side with most of it. I'm just trying to tell you that this is the way this shit is going to go. And I hate conversations about masculinity. Guys, go to the uh, course of action so we can do the NFL picks. Shit, because I still got to go. I don't have a lot of course of action, but I only got one course of action for y'all. I'm sorry. I think I got one. They've been hard to uh, think of. Um, but I only got one. And this one comes from my lady. So shout out to her. I've been talking about her this whole damn podcast. Damn. Mm-hmm. Nigga must really be in love. <laughs> but, no bullshit. Um, your neighbors knock on the door and they ask to use your plunger. That's yeah. just it. Do you let them use it? So you about to put it in your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you hey. gonna put my plunger in your toilet and bring it back? I'm gonna say just make sure you wash it off. So you will let them use it. Yeah. You wouldn't let your neighbor borrow a plunger? Are you that? I don't think I'm going to let my neighbor use a plunger. I'm going to need a little bit more because we talked about this. Like, hold up. Are you? That means they got a shitty pot over there filled with shit water that they need. to. And then guess what? They're going to come give it back to you? <laughs> Dripping. <laughs> if I, now I would, I would re respect it if they, you know, hose it down outside and say, I hose it <laughs> off. It's I a plunger. It I'm not putting that motherfucker back. I'm putting that motherfucker back in the garage or wherever I have that joint, a closet somewhere. I'm not putting that joint back right beside the. Some people have their plunger right by the toilet, but it's in one of them cases. If you got a bare, if I ever go to your house and you have a bare plunger just next to the toilet, that never looks good. I got a bare plunger in there next to the toilet. It's just in this uh, it's in the caddy. It's 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 on the back part of it, and then my front part got my toilet, which 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 joint. But is it in the caddy? I need to see what it look like. Nah, you can definitely see it's a plunger on that backside. That is a tacky thing, bro. You live in two nights of a place now for that. It's a fucking plunger. Hey, yeah. look, that's a, that's that's outside the conversation. I have a plunger. Why y'all? I'm not handing my plunger to my neighbor. I'm sorry. This is my thing. Do you do I have a plunger? You don't. No. So you're gonna be the shitty pot neighbor that comes. I need a life. I need you to save me, I dog. do not know how y'all be clogging y'all toilets. What are y'all flushing? But, hey, you know how you you know how you said it'd be good. Whoa, the joint thought. Oh shit, that's oh, the scariest shit. feeling ever, though. You hit that motherfucker and that joint don't go nowhere. It's worse when you shit and have to plunge, need a plunger because nobody can come in the bathroom and help you. <laughs> you don't yet. want nobody to look in it. Well, don't let you, you have an active, fucked up stomach and you got to be using the bathroom on top of what needs to be plunged. Uh-huh. Anyway, I got a good course of action that came from a guy named Josephs. Shout out to you. Uh, and I know this is going to be funny for you. I'm going to just read it. He says, hope it ain't too late to ask for a course of action since I know y'all recorded earlier. Sent this shit on a damn Thursday night. Uh, but he said, my course of action would be as a recent college grad just coming home from living on campus, how do you handle certain situations you have with your parents since you're 
back under their roof, especially like having your girl come sleep over or just them having you take your siblings to school every morning, shit like that. Love y'all. Look forward to y'all Friday mornings. Uh, love you too, bro. Let me tell you this. We've been there. And Why? you would realize that you have gotten to a point. This is something that most, especially men that have fathers, or just as you become a, your own man or your own woman, you know, going back in the house with adults, you will slowly but surely realize, I need to get the fuck out of here. That's fact. And it's because you're an adult now. You're trying to move like an adult. And it's, it's really like a, a turn of... Me and Terrence was getting to the point where he was having a girl over, I was having a girl over, but my room is upstairs next to my parents' room. I'm a man, so I'm going to eat like a man. Me and my dad are clashing because this nigga is still... My dad is a very traditional, this is my house. So if you're going to be in my house, then you need to... It was like, you know what? I don't want to be in your house. And when you get to that point... You just got you gotta either tough it out and abide by their shit because you are under their roof, or find a way or or start the steps to leaving. See if you can become a roommate with somebody. See if you got a friend that might want to start an apartment with. It'll just get to the point where you want to leave. This is not really a course of action, but we talked about this on a podcast before. Mm -hmm. It's not really a course of action, bro. It is. It's not. It's like give me advice for when I move back in for my folks, and low key. Advice from when you move back into your folks is you need to be actively talking about just leaving. Your parents need to be saying, oh, yeah, he about to leave, even if you won't leave for two years. This way, your parents not hanging long-term shit on you. You need to tell mm -hmm. them, I'm looking at apartments, you know, I'm looking at this. And when they say, how are you going to pay for it, right? That's the part that they don't need to fucking worry about. You know, I'm working some things out, but, you know, I got a place that, that, that I'm eyeing. And let me tell you, when you start thinking and moving in that direction, speaking it low-key, you start moving towards that anyway. But the best, the best thing you can do for your parents' situation is, is get them wrapped around the idea that you ain't back to stay. I'm nah, back, yeah. and I'm getting ready to... I'm not going to be here. They using him, though, for shit. Take your little sister or little and brother to school. And that's because they... Do this. They got long-term expectations. They think, fuck it, so-and-so going to be here. We going to ask him to take. Nah. No way. But as long as you under my roof, if you under my roof, then then you're gonna abide by my rules. Low key, your your parents gonna pigeonhole you like that. But like it's and cool. when you can't afford rent and you can't afford shit, you are gonna have to deal with some of it for yeah, a little while. It's cool. Just start talking in that way. That's what I would do. I'll start moving around. Hey, hey, look, my I ain't about to be living here much longer. Get get them to the point where they're saying, Yeah, okay, whatever. But either way, that's motion. Either way, yeah. And then you really gotta try though. To, to get out, or you will be there. I'm about to say, that part's on you. And you will see, and that was a good course of action. We ain't have much. Movie suggestion of the week? Movie suggestion of the week. Want me to go first? I got mine. You go first. My movie suggestion of the week is going to be Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I mean, I think... Yes, uh, sir. Netflix. I still got half of it to go. I just got to the part... Well, I'm not going to spoil it. But... Um, I didn't get to see it in a the theater. My son was born right when that joint came out. Uh, in June, and across the beginning of his life, I just completely forgot about it. So when they, I got the notification from Netflix that it was up there, and I watched the first half of it. I haven't gotten to see the uh, the second half yet, but it's so good. And, and, and you know, we love that Metro soundtrack. Well, it was right. good to kind of you can hear it a little bit. Yeah, hear yeah. a little bit of it. So um, apparently, it's like one of the best Spider-Man movies of all time. It's on Netflix. 
Netflix smart as fuck for inking that deal early. Whoever, I would have wanted that if I was a streaming company. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is why Netflix always be winning. But it's on Netflix, so that's mine for the week. Uh, my uh, movie suggestion of the week is going to be a film by Noah Baumbach called uh, Marriage Story. It's on Netflix. He did it for Netflix in 2019. Mm. Me and my, I had my girl watch it the other night, and I feel like, fellas, ladies, I think that's this a is a movie you should sit down and watch with your partner because it's a movie that's about a divorce. It's a movie about like the ugly side of divorce, but the real side of it, like watching small um, issues turn into like big points in a divorce. And believe it or not, I think it's one of the it's one of the more well written movies. I feel like in the last couple of years, when it comes to like couples, you got Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson. Mm -hmm. um, just for some context, Noah Baumbach ended up writing. I think he ended up getting with uh, Sam Levinson and doing the Idol, right? Yeah, they just did that, and that was a that was a nightmare. But when you watch Marriage Story, I promise you, Terrell, do me a favor and look up. Just put in Malcolm and Marie. Malcolm and Marie. Yeah, that joint that was on Netflix that had wasn't it? When did that come out? That came out in two thousand twenty-one. Right, uh, Noah Baumbach. Bombax marriage story came back came out in 2019, 2019. and you could really feel the the writing a lot and I was going to say like it's very similar to Sam Levinson if you go watch uh, marriage story and Malcolm and Marie you can kind of see how I feel like and maybe it's just me this is just me saying it you could see Sam mm -hmm. inspired by Noah in a way yeah. but just for y'all I feel like everybody should watch this movie because it's a nasty movie I'm telling you it's a nasty marriage story about a, a bad breakup. They have a kid. But I think this will give a lot of y'all who are trying to get in relationships or who are in relationships, I feel like it'll give y'all some insight into how ugly the end of the next chapter could be. Yeah, You know? That's a movie that Terrence recommended me and G watch. We watched it. And we definitely had some conversations about it because, fellas, you will see that the girl is right and then I'm sorry that the dude is right, and then your girl will see certain things in the guy that the guy is right. Yeah, and it's just you know what I'm saying. So, and the last thing I tell y'all is the same thing I told my girl before watching, which is just allow yourself to watch two characters. A lot of time, ladies, you'll try to um, align yourself with the woman character, and you'll align things about your partner with the male character, and it's vice versa, fellas. We'll watch and align ourselves with the male, and you'll look at his girl and say, you know, my girl do the same thing. It's nothing wrong with, with a comparison. I'm just saying in order for you to appreciate the art, sometimes you need to move out of the way. You know what I'm saying? What you're dealing with in your relationship is not necessarily important when we're watching this. It's only important for you to just watch this couple and take it for what it is. That's just my only advice. Not you know yet. what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. one thing I know is when I start watching a movie and I start saying, damn, she cutting... Uh, bra off. I deal with that. Mm -hmm. if, if, or, or look, she not letting bra get his shit off. I deal with that. If you if you doing that, or ladies, if you like, see he being disrespectful, I deal with that. Once you start doing that, I feel like you you not really watching a movie. Now you're watching. You're you, now you Loki are looking for yourself. Film. Yeah, you're looking for yourself in it. Yeah. Nah, man, those are that's a that's a great movie, man. That's definitely one for 
Y'all, fellas, you know your girl always picked a movie and you don't ever come with shit. And it's like, you could finally come with a fucking movie to watch. That's a good one. But be careful. That shit will set you up. Let's get this out of Oh, this that shit right here, nigga. What's up? Yeah. What's up, nigga? Picks week nine. It's a special week. It's a special, special week. week. Hold on, wait. It is week nine. Mm-hmm. It's a special week. And believe it or not, I think I did pretty well. NFL picks last week went 11 and 5. Shout out, whole nine watch. I damn, I gotta retweet that. Ooh. 11 and 9. I'm sorry, 11 and 5. I went last week for a whole nine watch. And I told y'all, I'm trying to come with a perfect week. I'm trying so hard, but of course, first and foremost, we got to pay respects to some teams last week. The first first team that gets respect, damn, who, Terrell? Are you kidding me? Let me just jog y'all, y'all memory real quick, because Chiefs fans, I know you thought you was going to escape this pressure. <laughs> I know oh, y'all shit. thought since it's been a week, since it's been just some days, that y'all was going to escape this pressure. Pat Mahomes, 24 games in a row, he threw a touchdown. 24 games in a row, he threw a touchdown. That streak ended on Sunday night. 16 games in a row, these motherfuckers have scored a uh, at least, I forget, fuck that. Either way, my Broncos deserve all the motherfucking respect. Because guess what? When the odds was against us, nobody believed that we would win. We went out there and we whooped they ass so bad. Made Pat Mahomes. I don't give a fuck if he was sick, had the flu. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if the nigga's leg was getting ready to fall off. You tried your ass out on that, on that field because you was good enough to play. And I know why you did it. Motherfucker went out there on some, oh, it's just Denver. Of course, oh, with his Kermity ass voice and pale fucking... Uh, Trash fucking fuck this nigga. Went out there was like, oh, we're just the Broncos. We're, 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 we're used to beating them. We'll probably beat them. Bet. Guess what? Got your ass whooped. Didn't score a touchdown. Three field goals. Y'all some shit. We bust y'all ass. And guess what? You won't be able to say shit until next year when we play. Because guess what? That was our W. We don't plan on going to the playoffs. I don't give a fuck if y'all going to win the Super Bowl. Guess what? We beat y'all niggas. We beat y'all. No more streak. No more. Oh, we always bust y'all ass. It was hella tense. I'm sorry, I'm almost done. It was hella Chiefs fans. I remember y'all profile pictures. I, re- I just have a photographic memory of y'all profile pictures on Twitter. I remember all the shit. Oh, this motherfucker's crazy. Look at him. He's talking to himself. Oh, here, he's going to do this again. How many times he's going to do this on the timeline? I remember y'all faces. I remember y'all said, hey, hey, when y'all won. And guess what? I didn't see none of y'all when y'all lost. Y'all tucked y'all tail and head like some pussies. I'm always, I stay in 10 toes, one man arm against 50 on a timeline, even if we lose. Because it's fuck y'all niggas. And we won. So fuck out of here. So don't nobody get respect until we get our respect. We had the ultimate respect for this week. And I'm done. He's done. Okay, bet. Let's try to get through. Uh, some of the other respect. 
I have to pay respect to Denver because I picked the Chiefs. Didn't think that y'all was going to win. You I'm also picked the Bucks. Bro, I picked the Bills. You keep saying that I picked the Bucks and yeah, I picked did, the Bills. You did, you did. I picked the Bills. Did you pick the Packers? I think I picked the Colts. I think I picked the Vikings. I don't know who I got wrong, y'all. I got to start going back and double-checking these joints because I know y'all want to hear respect on y'all names. Jags, you picked the Steelers, and the Jaguars have been whooping ass. They won five straight. The Jaguars have won five straight? Yes. Wow. Shout out to the Jags, even though I feel like the Steelers could have won that game, low-key. Jesus Christ. Uh, even when they get the respect, they get disrespected. I mean, Jaguars and Steelers fans. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Same thing with, like, we lost to the Eagles. I'm not giving the Eagles no respect, bro. None. I respect the Eagles for being a talented team. But I'm sorry, Eagles fans. Every time we play y'all, it's like some ref shit. And I'm sorry, it just is what it is. We see them not call when y'all drop passes, but stop the entire fucking game. And, and from New York, they saying, oh, he didn't catch it. And they call it from New York. Why they ain't call it from New York when y'all dropped it, when, when bruh didn't catch it? And that happens like more than once with us. Last time, Terry's foot was out of bounds. I'm so sick of the Eagles getting away scot-free. Because let me tell you this, Eagles. No Eagle fan can say they don't respect the Commanders. Because we done gave it to y'all two times in a row. And low-key, y'all was bailed out by the ref twice. Why do we have a referee story in both games? We don't have a referee story from our loss to the Bills. We don't have a referee story from our loss to the Giants. We don't have a referee story from our loss to the Bears. Why do we have referee stories from our losses to y'all? Because it's always some shit, I'm, I swear. Anyway, fuck won. the Eagles. We're going to see y'all again next year. I fucking hate that we lost to them twice. And we could have mm-hmm. beat them. Now, one thing that I do have to say about the Eagles, like, I got to get in respect. I talk a lot of trash about the Eagles because they are like a, basically a perfect fucking team. And we stopped the tush push. Y'all did stop that tush push. The Eagles, unlike the 49ers, unlike the Bills, unlike the Dolphins, unlike the Chiefs, the Eagles find a way to win. Even when the, the odds are, even when they, they look like some shit, they be finding a way to win the game. That's a fact. They win games. But let me tell you something. All right, let's get to these picks because I got something to say about week nine. Bet. So Thursday night, tonight, we got Titans and Steelers. Y'all already know who won this game. I am going to pick... The Titans to win this game. No matter of fact, I'm sorry. I'm going to pick the Steelers. Will Levis is getting the start. And I'm starting him because Trevor Lawrence and what's his name got a bye week. So I just had to pick him up real quick. I'm going with the Titans. But Will Levis threw four touchdowns last week. I'm going with the Titans. Did you watch the mic up? Three touchdowns. Oh, no, I didn't. The Titans, I I didn't know him about. I don't know why, but I didn't know about the Titans D lineman. That dude, 98, he's a beast. He's a fucking beast. He's the reason why I'm going to pick the Titans. I'm going to pick the Titans to win tonight. I think they got a decent win last week, right? Mm-hmm. It's Falcons. Bro, you got to look up that dude. Their D lineman, number 98 on the fucking Titans is a beast. What the fuck they beat? They beat the Falcons. I think I might have picked the Falcons. No, I think I picked the Titans. But I'm definitely going to pick the Titans over the Steelers for sure. Jeffrey Simmons. My man right here. Man, he's a fucking beast. Bro, he's a beast. You got to go watch that mic'd up. Everybody was, who watched that mic'd up got a newfound respect for that dude. Damn. If you look at all the comments, they're like, yo, Titans mic'd up was the best part. I slept on D-Hop, bro. 
He's still that he's nigga. He's still out there. He's still that dude. Um, I'm picking the Steelers, though, to win. I'm picking the Steelers to win. Even though I got Will Levis, I would love to be wrong, but I think the Mike Tomlin and them going to get a win at home. All right, bet. We're going to fly through this. I about to say, let's try to get through this. Bro. Yeah. We done already went way too long. Uh, Dolphins and Chiefs? Chiefs. I don't trust the Dolphins. I'm picking the Dolphins to win this game. The Chiefs starting to look like soft putty. How? Because, bro, they not that good. They receiving core is terrible. They did not look good against y'all. I think the Dolphins win. I'm picking the Dolphins. I'm picking the Chiefs. There's a dilemma. There's a, there's a, there's a, I don't give a fuck if y'all air. The NFL got wind that y'all was picking up on the Swifty shit. So they said, look, we got to fit a loss in here. Why not a division rival? Uh -huh. Let's get Taylor out to fucking Edenbach. Wherever this, where's this game? <laughs> oh, no. It's in Germany. It's in Germany. Even more reason why I'm picking the Chiefs. Taylor not going to be there. All right, look. Uh, Vikings at Falcons at 1 o'clock. Falcons. No Kirk Cousins. Yep. Oh, but, but they, they got just dubs. got dubs. Nah. I'm picking the Falcons. I'm picking the Falcons. Heineke getting the start this week. 100% picking the Falcons. And <laughs> I saw that news. And low-key, if I, if, 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 Washington Make fans, we are rooting so much for that man. Mm-hmm. We rooting for that guy. I'm going for, I'm going to pick Atlanta too. Uh, Seahawks at Ravens. Ravens. The Ravens are low-key the best team in the league. The Ravens are a scary-ass team, but I think the Seahawks are also gritty as fuck. It scares me that they in Baltimore. I'm picking Baltimore. All right, bet. Cardinals at Browns. Browns. Deshaun, Deshaun not going to play, and I don't think Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray said he may go. He may go, and I got him on the bench in case he does. Damn, I, I hate that Will Levis is playing. I'm going Browns. I don't see. I'm going to go Browns, too. And they don't have what's the name? Yeah, it's over with. I'm going to go Browns. It's far from over. Uh, Rams at Packers. I'm going to go Rams. No, Matt Stafford's hurt. Fuck. The Packers are so mean. The Packers are just not good. The Rams suck. I'm picking the Packers. I'm picking the Rams. The Rams suck. I don't know what it is, but every time I pick the Rams, they lost. And to, I think because I had Stanford on my fantasy, I'm just like, yo, he sucks. I'm going to pick the... I'm going to pick Green Bay. Green Bay at home, I'm going to go Green Bay. All right, bet. We got Buccaneers at Texans. Buccaneers. Two, both teams, three and four. TJ Nim look good. Baker still plays. Damn, this is tough for me. I don't know why. I'm going with the Bucks. I'm going to go with the Bucks too. To get a road win at Houston. That's a tough one. I would not bet on this team because I don't know how it would go. Sheesh, I don't know either. That's a tough game. I'm gonna pick the Bucks. I'm gonna pick the Bucks too. Commanders at Patriots. I think y'all can eke out a win here. Commanders still got a shot. I think we still have a talented squad, but y'all, the season is over. Yeah, losing Chase and what's the name? Losing Chase you Young. That real quick? And slightly. Losing Chase Young and Montez Sweat, to me, it just lets me know that, like, everything that we've been building, this big defensive front, or we got a big defensive front, you know, the team goes as the defense goes. All of that, all of our plans just down the drain now. Like, Montez Sweat was not playing bad. Chase Young was not playing bad. Do not listen to Washington fans that said that they was mid. Like, Chase Young had five sacks. That's one away from Micah Parsons this year. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Montez Sweat was not playing bad. It's just like Jack Del Rio sucks. Washington fans, 
Do y'all know that we've given up over 30 points in like more over half of our games? Like five of our games, we've given up 30 points. Y'all think that's on Chase Young and Montez Sweat? No. We got a crazy ass defense with all this talent that's not working because our, our fucking coordinator sucks. But to lose them, the season over with, bro. We might go out there and get dogged by the Patriots. If I was betting money, I would bet on the Patriots. Just because even our whole fan base, our whole organization is just like, nah, okay, yeah. this dude was like, remember we were 2-0, how that felt? Yes. Yeah. Like we felt, we thought we was doing something. We should be 5-3. and three. If we beat the Bears and Giants, we 5-3 and three and not 3-5. and five. We wouldn't be, I don't think we would have traded Chasing with him. It would be 5-3, and three. but y'all lost him. Them games, you got to win. Season's I'm over. Pick I'm the, picking I'm the, pick the Patriots too. Picking the Commanders. I feel like y'all a little fractured right now. Yeah. Um, Bears at Saints. Saints. I'm gonna go Saints. I'm gonna go Saints at home. Bears at Saints. I'm going with the Saints at the crib. Saints at home. Colts at Panthers. I'm Colts. going with the Colts. I do not trust that squad. That's even a 4 though Thielen be balling for me every week. Um, that's the first 4 p.m. game. Next one we got is Giants at Raiders. That's gonna be a good game. That's going to be a good game because both these teams are, are some timey. The Raiders are in shambles, and I love it. I'm a Broncos fan. The Raiders also just announced that they're sitting uh, Garoppolo, and it's they're going with that rookie. O'Connell. I'm going with the, the Raiders. I'm going to go with the... Fuck the Giants. Y'all fucking suck. I keep telling y'all that y'all suck. Saquon is questionable again. Giants, y'all suck. I'm going to go with the Raiders. I'm in. Watch y'all lose to the Raiders because who did the Giants just lose to? They just lost well, oh, last week to the Jets. Mm-hmm. And that was an ugly-ass game. I'm actually going to pick the Giants, man. I don't trust Aiden O'Connell. I'm going to pick the Giants. Picking I the don't Giants. really trust Aiden O'Connell either, but I don't like the Giants, so I'm picking the Raiders. Game of the motherfucking week right here. This the game of the week. This is the game of the week. This is the biggest Dallas game Dallas Cowboys week. at Philadelphia Eagles. Let me tell you who's going to win this game. The Dallas Cowboys are going to go out here, and they're not only going to win this game, I may be really right or really wrong here. They're not only going to win this game, but I got Dallas winning by two touchdowns. Ooh, you got Dallas going out there and smoking. By plus, Dallas plus 10. I'm going to do that. Because the Eagles, nobody talks about it. But who have the Eagles really beat that's like, damn, outside of the Dolphins? Us. Terrence. The Eagles have beaten. Let's see. Let me see their schedule. You see how you cheat the Eagles? Why even do this, bro? Because if you're going to do that, because then Because they no do it for point. Miami. They did it oh, for Miami. Oh, who did they beat outside the Dolphins? Um, the Dolphins. And now we got to wait for this nigga to pull up their schedule and say how they this win wasn't what, wasn't what. Bro, the Eagles win games. I'm going to just tell y'all who they beat. They beat the Patriots. They're not good. They beat the uh, Kirk Cousin Vikings. The Vikings have not been great this year. They beat the Bucks. They beat Washington twice. The Rams... The Aaron Rodgers list Jets, they lost. Um, they did beat Miami, and then they beat Washington again. I feel like this is a, the biggest match for them this year since the Miami game. 100%. And I think the Eagles win. I'm picking the Eagles. I don't trust the Cowboys at all. Go to the Cowboys. Did you see that last game? The Cowboys they, against who? The Rams? Still, bro. They still. Y'all always look good against bad teams. But when you played good teams or any teams that are decent, you get whooped. And I feel like you getting ready to go play Philly in Philly. I'm sorry. Dallas has to have a night to go out there and beat Philly, I think. Michael Parsons just did his podcast and he said, hey, they got to play us. 
they have to play us too. It's not just us playing them. They got to play us too. And I think they got to play us. Micah, y'all was supposed to be... Like, you know what I'm saying? This supposed to be mano e mano, but now the Cowboys have gone from Super Bowl contenders to, oh, now they got to play us. Why like, are people acting like the Cowboys are not still one of the best teams in the league? No, but that's my thing with Micah. Micah saying they got to play us, and it's like, y'all supposed to be elite. Don't try to take the underdog route now that the season done started and y'all didn't start the way that y'all did. But you know what? That's what we have to do with Cowboys fans. We got to let them... Get the Super Bowl nod at first. Come out, play mid, mediocre. But since they still all right, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to come out and play our best game. And I think, you know, we're going to shock Philly. Y'all supposed to be the Super Bowl favorites, though. Feel me? Er, yeah. But I, I get it. Philly is, you know, repeat, whatever. But I just don't see, I just don't trust the Cowboys. I'm sorry. Long story short, I do not trust Dallas at all. I don't trust the Cowboys either. But to me, and I, I don't think it would be a knock on Philly. Mm-hmm. I think people will start having shaky conversations, say what they want, but this is a huge game because if you beat, if you win this game as Dallas, you go to the head of the division because you get another division win. I think Dallas definitely got more to play. And y'all for. both will be six and two. Eagles gonna win, and I'm not gonna be happy about it. But last uh, last Sunday game is gonna be Bills at Bengals. It's the return to Cincinnati for Demar Hamlin since. Their last sh- their last meeting that Sunday night, they end up getting canceled, and you know right before the playoffs, this is going to be you know, basically that again. Uh, and I'm picking the Bengals. The Bengals are red hot. I think the Bills can come out there and put up points though, but I'm gonna pick the Bengals. The Bengals are red hot. I think I'm gonna pick the Bengals as well. I don't think the Bills gonna go out there and do it. The Bengals, I think they are hot. That thing we're gonna be in Cincinnati. It's gonna be hot. It's going to be a pack joint. I'm going with Bengals. And I also feel like the way that this is set up, it's just, it's just weird. The DeMar Hamlin shit. They might have had the Bills win. That motherfucker might catch a pick six. No bullshit. I can't believe it. And that, what, remember, remember when the dude ran the touchdown? You couldn't write a better story. You can't write a better story. <laughs> right. Choice words. All right, bet. Last game, y'all. Monday night, Chargers at Jets. I'm going to pick the Chargers to win this game just because the Jets got a, a good win last week against the Giants, but they had to fight for it. I feel like this Chargers team is going to go out there and get the W, I, and I hate the Chargers. But mm-hmm. Nah, yeah, I think the Chargers are looking for respect, and I think, yikes, the Chargers don't have a better record than the Jets. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Jets quarterback scares me. I'm picking the Chargers. My Broncos are on a much-needed bye week, so we can just... It's still W. We still Monday. Still on our we win. still, what they call it, Victory Monday. All week for us. I don't give a damn. They ask me why I drink while I battle. Because I'm already celebrating my win. GMB! <laughs> All right, bet. Let's get the fuck out of here. Shout out to everybody that listens to this podcast. Hey, look. Go and check out the Witches Betters that we dropped, man. People love those videos. If you haven't checked them out, check them out. Uh, subscribe to the Patreon as well, man. Turn up, man. Shout out to the Realist Nine. Y'all do it for us. 100% every time. Next time. I ain't get to say that my uh, sweater was 